Salutations, Snyderheads. You're listening to Zack Snyder Zero to Zero. We're talking about Man of Steel, the movie of Zack Snyder in the DC Extended Universe series of movies franchise. I'm Sam, a.k.a. That Kid. I would like to first say, damn, he sure is. And uh, also, I'm Giga, and my gravity is weaker, but my sun is more nourishing. <laughs> and I'm Val Flightcub, a.k.a. Hannah Montana. Okay. Um. Uh-huh. Okay. It, it'll make sense. It'll Does make it? sense. It's from okay. the sh- it's from the movie. Oh, they do sing "Best of Both Worlds" and do mm-hmm. an entire music video. Yes. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. And you, you, and to think I just watched it a few short minutes ago. <laughs> Damn, this water's cold. This um, movie. So you in the chat, in the host chat, Sam, um, you watched it before me and Giga because you always mm-hmm. are the responsible one who watches it, yeah, yeah, not immediately before we record. No. Um, <laughs> and you had said in the chat, "This movie sucks" or something. You like weren't enjoying it. I hate this movie. <laughs> yes, um, okay. but I. Th- this movie starts off with a very nice. I liked it moment. Where I was mm-hmm. like, I don't see what Sam's talking about. And then after that scene was over, I was like, I see what Sam's talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to, um, let's say, it's starting to hit a few snags. Yes. Um, a so couple this, of snags. A couple of snags. I don't, I don't hate this movie. Uh, I will say. I think... I don't think I really hate it either. No, you it just, just... It's fun to complain. We watched says, the second third of Man of Steel from, for anyone who is watching along, which you shouldn't. Uh, 44 minutes and 32 seconds I mean, through an hour and 28 minutes and 34 no, seconds. Yeah, if you're going to do don't. one, if you're going to do one of them, if, if of all the content we've done so far, I can watch recommend the 43 this minutes we watched in the last episode. I don't know about this one. Uh, Just watch an episode of Justice League Unlimited. It's starting to get a little more sketchy, but I think my my problems with it are still kind of problems that I have with movies in general. And just a little bit, uh the weird bullshit that this one started to get into. I watched um, it a few hours ago, so I don't remember anything about what I watched, but I remember being very mad. Mm. Okay, okay. Well, can we... So I look we, forward to finding out. Can we start from the top of this part? Polar bear jump! Polar, Polar bear, bear jump! There yes. is one of them. They, we see like, a nice like, Antarctic bear. Um, <laughs> we've been so, waiting all week no. to see that polar bear. <laughs> so, we knew it was coming. Oh, I remembered why I was mad. All right. <laughs> oh, you remember because you you were like, damn, damn, there the the the, the polar bear was the final nail in the coffin. That you no, I was... just remembered Glenn Woodburn. Oh yeah, cool. So we start out. Clark is on the ship still, standing in front ship. of a chair with a six pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chair <laughs> has a six pack. The chair has a six pack and a butthole. Yeah, the chair has abs. Anyway. The the ship has vaginas. The chair has abs. <laughs> it's it's a whole mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just hanging out. The system, the chair's like all systems are functional. This is where your six pack would go if you sat here. <laughs> yeah, you sat in that chair all weird. Also, <laughs> surprise! It's your dad. So, so there's yeah. a dad hologram, and yeah, Jor-El's here, and Carl, Carl. I was trying to say Carl? Kal-El Carl and Clark L. at the same time. And also trying Clark not well. trying really hard not to say Kyle. Failing miserably. <laughs> the dad hologram is is telling him all about you're my you're my son and I'm your dad. And my name so, is Jorel. And he sa- he says like, Hello Cal, so great to see you as a hologram because the ship I uploaded my consciousness into the yeah. ship. 
and um the, the his consciousness is in the 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 codex the, the codex the, but he doesn't the, say that the he doesn't the say USB that. card yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, doesn't yeah. say that which i was very confused on why he was in a 300,000 year old kryptonian ship <laughs> yeah um well but, that's not the only thing that i'm confused about it being on this ship <laughs> oh so, yeah so he says um what? you know i have all the knowledge blah 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 um and Superman says Sewerman? And and Cal? That's my name? My name is Cal? The like, fucking when I'm face Cal? that he makes is so precious and good acting and I like it a lot. Yeah, he's sweet. He's a good boy. And um, then Pa L explains the scout ship, which is great. Yeah, because so we hadn't we it's not explained in the later movies. So yeah, we get a cool montage that I kind of liked. Um, yes, Jor-El tells him the story of the Kryptonian civilization, complete with a ridiculous animated bumpus mural in the background. <laughs> it's such a bumpus mural, um, and I like the like low-key Soviet undertones of some of the pictures Loki was as in well. Loki, yes, he was a, he was a Soviet Edelstein? undertone. He's so chaotic that he appears in the other franchise. That's oh, amazing. That got that Loki. He's so twisted. What a pranker! What a uh, what he a goofus. says. Jor-El says, this was one of thousands of scouts that the Kryptonians sent out into the universe. We used to establish outposts all over the galaxy. And he says specifically, we were looking for planets to settle. Why is it always settling and colonialism and never like reciprocal trade? Or like we were looking for a planet to kiss and love. Yeah. I mean, this is very uh, flattering to the kryptonians i would say like i still think that even though is it it's the story of how they destroyed their entire planet but he still speaks of their colonial era fondly as if say it it as a reign of terror that's true well i mean we will learn that jor-el loves outer space colonialism exactly um uh, so he says, uh, we used we see we see one of these big like tripod ships which is the same ship that we see uh, Batman watching Superman and blah 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 in the next movie. So mm-hmm. that's coming into it later. Uh, those are basically what they use to reshape the environments of other planets to match mm-hmm. the Kryptonian environment. He says that Kryptonian civilization flourished for a hundred thousand years. You could call I was it, going so to. So you would say it's terraforming, but it's not. It's same forming. Same uh, flap, Giga. Yay! Great minds. Um, Cryptoforming. Cryptoforming. Um, and, and then so he says, like, so we hey, decided check- to make artificial babies. Yeah, so hey, check this out. And he goes... And I do he, like that he he gives no explanation for why they did that. Yeah, He's just no, like, like I feel, I and then we like started it, making babies in a beanstalk. I felt and like it all kind of like, went downhill from there. I felt yeah. like there was a, a spreading infertility thing. Like, kind of how in The Witcher that there's a, this kind of like slowly increasing degree of infertility among elves that is like I mean, a big problem in that world uh but it, 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 i thought that that was implied in the first part but it is less implied now than it was then and i'm just i kind mean of, it was never implied considering that not, the beginning of the movie is jor yeah. and his wife laura having sex and making a, big making baby. a baby but uh, <laughs> a big one huh the um the so We're in the closet making a baby and one of the so, babies came out and looked at me um, <laughs> looked at me through the door and saw and, my skeleton and he and zod says that's heresy not that's never yeah, that's that true. hasn't happened so in a long no time one, yeah it was just that no one should fuck not they that very no much just decided to start 
not. That's really stupid. If anyone ever tries to fuck, their turkey leg robot floats out and is like, um, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that. Kills them with a bumpus gun. Right. Um, Right. No, we're. I'm still. I'm still horny, and it's like stop. Uh, 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 and then it it just keeps doing that until you lose your banner. It shows them a bumpus picture of their grandparents. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Zits, old people. Zits, old people. Grapefruit. So they, um, they, uh, so he explains that basically late Kryptonian society had a caste system in which you were born into a little, a little baby berry. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes you become assigned cop at birth. Yeah, especially, and so you're assigned cop or farmer. That's the problem with Zod, he was assigned cop at birth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, the, um, and he also says, like, the planet's resources became exhausted so we melon balled um, the core and look where it because, got us. Because that's, yeah, because we, we took too, too many things out of it. Because Kryptonians know that if you take what's in a ball out of the exactly, ball, exactly. you lose all your power. You lose no all your ball. power. There was no more, there was, they took it, the planets come. So, and it, yeah. That killed them. If only they had mm-hmm. realized that. Yeah, if only they had a- extrapolated their own semen retention their, mm-hmm. uh, uh, predilections to their extraction of the resources environments. Might be some themes here. So, so yes. So here's where I'm starting to freak out because I'm like, oh god, it's getting so Randian. Um, because it's like everyone has their place in society, and mm-hmm. if the nail that sticks out is the one to get pounded down, but what if a baby wanted to stick out and uh, and and mm-hmm. if, if, you know, society demands uniformity, but, but that hinders progress, and it's like, what the fuck? It's like, because there's not a huge problem in modern American society with great, or like a lot of, basically all society with, with holding up figures as great people and auteur theory and that shit. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, like, like, oh, no, that is Like how we feel about that, Zack Snyder, yeah. Yeah, the problem mm-hmm. is... The problem is that people, that society is demanding that people who are outstanding get smashed down to be as good as the rest of us, when that is just a fucking Randy, Rand-ass fantasy. It's, well, he's not talking about Earth. He is, though. He's, he's talking, talking about, about Krypton. He's ta- But Krypton's just speculative Earth. Like, Maybe I, Krypton I, had I mean, that I problem. That I know that you're joking, I, but... Like, people would say that, right? People would be like, oh, but he's talking about Krypton. But the point of Krypton is, like, it's a science fantasy parallel to Earth. It's... Okay. So, basically, Jor-El... I like how... I I did not care for Jor-El in this chunk of the film. No, because he's like... I didn't didn't like the way that he's like, you know... uh, our people lost our way because we we lost the element of chance and choice. Exactly. Where a child, like, where a child could dream of being your, something greater than their predetermined and role. You are so born you, to be great. Kal-El, you are our hope. You yeah. will. We you will be greater. And I'm and I'm just watching this and I'm like, huh. That kind like, of seems like you just did the exact. Yeah, same does he thing. Not it seems like he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> right, you you're like everyone gets chosen to be uh, a worker or a warrior, and that's wrong. They should have the freedom to make their own choice. So that's we decided we... that you will be the messiah. <laughs> we yeah, chose like, you to be a hero. He doesn't realize that heavy hangs the cape. Like uh, yeah. it's it, it's 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 so frustrating. Can we also just say like 
Zack Snyder said that he like the final battle from BVS was like inspired by what was it? Some movie? Uh, it's Birdie the Mighty. Birdie the right. Mighty. Yeah. Um, this little uh thing from Jor El is just fully cribbing the plot of Planes, twenty thirteen. <laughs> Wait. Wait, like the Cars Planes movie? Yeah. It's like <laughs> get your own ideas, Zach. Wait well actually this movie twenty thirteen? When did Planes come out? Like if if mm-hmm. if 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 Zach is so into anime, then maybe he should fucking <gasps> watch Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you, but he maybe, maybe he watched the, it. Maybe he watched it and hit what he came away with. It's like, oh, you well, are not Shinji, alone. yeah, Shinji should have, uh, Shinji should have uh, uh, really owned up to like his potential, and <laughs> you know, and also he thing. saw the card that just says "You are not alone," and he was like, yeah, 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 Fuck yeah, that that phrase that owns. Okay, you know how there's a thing in Hollyweird where there will be <laughs> a a script for a movie or a screenplay, whatever the fuck. And it will have sort of like a like a conflict over who actually has the rights to it. And it yeah. kind of gets like split into two movies. It's what happened with Bugs Life and Ants. I think I Finding Nemo and Shark Tale kind of had a similar uh, yeah. uh, history. Did not know that. Uh, the script, Man of Steel. The, the script that got split for Bugs Life and Ants was Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. That's right. Man of Steel came out in 2013. Planes... Oh! came out in 2013. Did shit. we just stumble upon some real shit? I think that Man of Steel and <laughs> what is it and what is an airplane? Oh, if not no, a man yeah, that, that oh is made God. of steel. Wait, like and it's true is it, I no one has ever done something where someone is like some sort of chosen one. I don't know. I just came up let with that me, term. Wait. Let me read you the plot synopsis from Wikipedia of planes and see if anything pops out at you. Okay. Dusty Crophopper is the last Kryptonian. Sam, am I? Are you me? Sam, are no. you Val? Are you Val? No, but also that's not what it says. Dusty Crophopper is a crop duster plane who works at a cornfield <gasps> and practices Arab aerobatic maneuvers in his spare time, dreaming of becoming a racer. His dreams are scorned by his boss. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, and Clark not... is always farting while he runs around. Wait, but that's not what this. A cornfield. But that's not what this is. About. I don't. I don't need to hear any more. We're right. Yeah, we are. It, Giga, if you think that the overlap is not enough, they had to do that so that neither of them would get in trouble for the copyright. Like, oh, and you know, wait, you know, you near, know. Oh no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Nearing the finish line, Ripslinger slows for the cameras, allowing Dusty to pass him and win, and Ripslinger crashes into portable toilets. Oh. When Batman and Superman were fighting, what did they throw each other into? Oh, uh-huh. portable toilets. Well, no. but They were portable when... when, when they when, became portable when they got yeah, knocked when out of the walls. Also a parallel to when the so- Flash, the Superman saw the Flash in slow-mo, and then the Flash ate shit. Because it, that's was, right. it was revealed in Planes, Fire, and Rescue that uh, that Dusty's mom was, in fact, a spaceship from Mars in disguise <laughs> as a military plane. And who voiced Bravo, the Boeing FA-183E Super Hornet? That's right, Kevin Val Costner. Kilmer, who played oh. Batman! <gasps> oh my god, it's all coming together. There is no other explanation... <laughs> Planes and Man of Steel were the same movie originally. Confirmed. Anyway. What are planes uh, made out of? Steel! Steel! No, wait, no. No, I said that earlier. Oh, I didn't hear that, sorry. (laughs) No, planes are made of steel. 
So then Jor L, aka Pa L, explains the Genesis AKA chamber. Airplane. <laughs> explains the Genesis chamber. So this is where he literally says, like, this is where the babies were made. Um, <laughs> this will be important in the third movie. Yeah. And it still well, has it- the baby stocks in it at that point. That's like good. The, the beanstalk. So like, when does the when do those get ripped out? Uh, when someone's going to eat them in the third Maybe, act. Yeah. Oh boy. Zod's gonna eat them. <laughs> yeah, this he's is gonna, all going to get. Zod is going to kick his ass, and he's going to be like, "I have oh. to regain my strength." <laughs> I love beans. <laughs> Eating those babies like corn on the cob. <laughs> horrible, horrible, <laughs> it's awful. So, so Jorel says. Uh, uh, What's wrong with you? Clark is like, "Why didn't you come with me, Dad?" And Jor-El says, "We couldn't." And Jor and Clark says, "Oh, okay." And Jor-El says, "Clark, you are a Cal. Co- you are a child of Earth as much as you are a child of Krypton, and you can embody the best, best of both worlds." Rocking out of the show, then in front of this, whatever. Oh wait, whatever. And then, and then the thing that. The thing that really got me confused happens, mm-hmm. which is that the wall pops open mm-hmm. and the 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 closet machine goes. Jorel says we made you this, and the Superman suit, suit. Does he say we made you this? He, I think so. Well, did, I wasn't listening, but he's like, I was very we hope confu- that you would become a Kryptonian. I thought, also. I thought that Superman's suit would be that he like sees Jor-El and he sees the armor and the and the sigil and he's like okay so my suit will sort of mm-hmm. evoke that imagery I thought that but, as well but the Superman suit pops fully formed out of the wall of the ship oh wait this isn't this the is ship that I'm they like... sent him down in no, no, this is the Kryptonian scout ship that crash landed yeah, on Earth maybe, tens maybe, of thousands of years well, ago, apparently like, already containing a pair of tights no, 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 no. and the sigil of no, the House no, 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 of L. No, 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 no. Maybe it was a ship of House L, uh, ancestrally, or maybe That's a has... fucking weird coincidence, and also you expect me to believe that the House of L is tens of thousands of years old? Yeah, probably. They are long-lived people, and also... Is it a stranger coincidence than a Martian living with living with their their, their boyfriend in the middle <laughs> well, of Kansas I... having a baby? <laughs> I'm not going to sway Sam's opinion by saying if you believe in Martha Manhunter, you have to believe in okay. this. Yeah, okay, I okay. super okay. don't. The, no, I mean, no, well, that's the thing. Fi- you didn't let me finish. Okay. The other thing is that it might have like nanofabrication technology in the sense that we established that when uh, Jor-El gets plugged into a ship, he has control of that ship's systems that he just made it for him. That was going to be well, my guess. That's the thing, because I was like, well, maybe that's what happened, that he, he like, made the suit. But if that's the case, why did he not do, like, a design that is familiar to... I mean, the, yes, the, thi- so- the answer to this is that he needs to wear the Superman suit because it's a Superman movie. Yes. But there's well, no maybe he's compelling been stuck in reason. That stick for ten years. Maybe he's, that's all he's been thinking about is, like, uh, what would the suit look like? He's invented a whole new type of fashion. Like he's like, here's this suit for you, son. It looks like nothing we wear on we wore on Krypton maybe, at all. Wait, wait. That just backs up my other theory that maybe it's an ancestral ship of House L because uh, because maybe that's what Kryptonian fashion was like back three hundred thousand years ago, uh, and uh, and so and like and that also explains why the sigil is different on the suit than it is on, like, the pod and stuff. 
Because so maybe we see the skeleton, the ancient time. skeletons of of dead societies of Kryptonians later, and they're not wearing funny tights with underwear. It's also like if you well, they're also burnt out skeletons. What the fuck are you talking about? They have it clothes. Kind of, I don't know. It's weird that it, he doesn't say anything about it if it's ancient clothes, because like. If I was a hologram, oh God, like, <laughs> showing my baby son who's finally grown up, like, this outfit that I picked out for him, and, like, the closet opens up, and it's, like, tights and a tunic and a jester hat, I would be like, <laughs> so we don't usually wear this. I'm sorry, son, all we have is Motley. Uh, yeah, like... Maybe all they have is Motley. <laughs> we don't see that part, because when he puts on this suit, he's immediately outside. We skip forward. Okay, but I, yeah, speaking of skipping forward, I do want to say we will later hear from Zod that he'll be like, we picked through ancient outposts for weapons and armor, and I would just Mm -hmm. love it if Zod shows up and they just have, like, slingshots and, like, (laughs) loincloths. And, like, a big stick. Red flintstone onesies. With the jagged bottom. Uh, okay, he, so jor He's eating a big meat on the bone. Jor-El <laughs> says, Jor-El says uh, you can guide the people of Earth toward hope. Uh, he opens his jacket to show the sigil of a house of L. He says it means hope. He opens yeah, the jacket some, like some Superman will pull open shit. his shirt to expose the... Superman logo, and it's a visual metaphor, and Clark suits up, he walks out of the ship into the snow, and there's a voiceover from his dad, and he says, Kryptonian biology make you so strong, inflate your raisins <laughs> into grapes. Clark... <laughs> Looks up at the sky. He drinks the sunlight. He does a series of big, huge jumps. I like, and he I like, off okay, the I like cool. that he starts with jumps and then transitions into flight. Because yeah. I, I like it too. I like it too. I like you can see I like him like at the top of the jump being like, wait, no. do I have other powers? And then yeah. like, boom, like push himself into flying well, well, instead well, of first expecting he falls himself down. to fall back down. Yeah, first he does fall down and, being like, and goes oof through a mountain. And then I was just sad because he does his first flight and I was like, oh, man, that's the last time we're ever going to see him smile in these. I know. I know that. See, like it really. Well, he smiled when he was about to fuck Lois. (laughs) Well, it's it's the same thing that fucking Cyborg had on his first flight as he smiled and he had a big, goofy smile. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, there is um, a lot of there's a lot of smiling of Superman as he flies so, and stuff. Yeah, so he lands and he's like, "They'll they'll follow you. They'll stumble." The trailer was lines, this the like, same voiceover that they played yes. in Justice League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he'll they'll be like they will walk they will be with you in the sun, which I think is a good trailer line. Um, but the funny part is so not funny yet. But so then I have I have a diatribe about this. So uh, which he jumps. Part? Uh, it, it kind of the whole thing. Like, like let me what just I said Yeah, go ahead. L- let me say one thing about the flying thing. So this scene is really nice. It's like he's, you know, he's like, he's got his little suit on. He's licking a big lollipop. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, maybe it is a With his suit. golden curls. It is, but it's, it's on a ship, so maybe it's a sailor suit. Maybe. He, <laughs> uh, that's what the Navy wore. Um, but he's, he's doing these big jumps and he's, he's learning his he's going, skills, whatever. Yahoo! He's pressing A twice or whatever the fuck you do. Um, yeah, he and, does double jump. Uh, and God, as, I wish he did a triple jump with the, with the wing cap. That would be so good. <laughs> and as he starts flying, he's like smiling and stuff and you see him, you know, kind of wobbly and then not. And it's just, this is almost exactly the scene that we got in Justice League with Cyborg. With Cyborg, yeah. Except it's better. Why would you do this twice? And yeah. why would the and second time be Cyborg? Both of them, 
Both of them is with their dad's voiceover. Yeah. Both of it is really yeah. early and basically unearned. Like, yeah. Like, Maybe, so was, was that was like watching... an intentional parallel to be like, Cyborg is Superman also? I mean, that's because no, that's God knows that Zack Snyder in the Justice League movie loved to make every character the same character. I mean, it is, like, it's pretty, like, pretty clearly Cyborg's dad, like, decides a fate for him and is like, you have to do this now, son. Yeah. But, like, it's not an... Compe- it's not a compelling comparison. It's just like, no. hey, remember how you felt about Superman? You should feel that about Cyborg. Uh, I do want to say... Every okay, character is the same though. character. Yeah, would I that, do want- would, would that be interesting? What yeah. Was that, what, what I want no. Um, well, first, I wanted to say that Basically, like, I was watching the scene, and I'm like, wow, this would be, this could possibly bring me to tears if this this was the climax of a movie about uh, Clark Kent's crisis of identity, yeah. and he was finally coming to peace, and it wasn't preceded by his dad telling him, no, you're you're good, you're the great one, you're gonna you lead these people into the, into the future, you're gonna, you're there, oh, you got it, you got it, sonny boy, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Sunny boy from the mm-hmm. Fuck you. Um, oh. the uh, and and just like like if in a better movie this this scene could be really really good, but it's pretty good in this not very good movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it un- unless I'm mistaken, I think it was the last part of the movie that I thought was any good. You didn't like when he <laughs> talked to his, his pastor <laughs> yeah. about being Superman. That part is so fucking funny. Oh my god! I can't oh no, wait no, no. Wait, that part. no. There, there was one other scene after you this didn't that like I remember. Like, Pa Kent got eaten. Pa Kent broke no, his leg when two cars had sex on top of him. Okay, so well. he decides. So Superman, Clark, whatever Cal, um, is so excited from his successful flying that he starts flying all over the world. He literally flies to Africa and back. Um, and into the, the Grand Canyon. He he loves it, and um and then there was a moment that I that I originally um I saw it as a a gif on the like HBO Max uh or not a gif but a video on the HBO Max Twitter like a couple weeks ago and I mm. took a screenshot screen video of it and then I deleted it because it was too much work to like try and make it and then post it but I want it I want to make a meme of this of he's like flying around with his arms up, right? Like classic Superman flying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of slows to a stop and he just, um, my wine bottle opener, when I ask if anyone wants more wine, like <laughs> pulls his arms down. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like a wine bottle opener. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you wanted to take the shot of him flying with a big smile on his face and then edit it straight into him in Batman v Superman flying through the African general and vaporizing him. So, okay, so the next scene is a thing that I don't remember if we really talked about it the first time that it happened, but it's happening a second time and I do want to say that I hate it, mm-hmm. is scenes of Lois Lane doing journalism with a voiceover of Amy Adams reading the article that Lois Lane is writing yeah, so she's about the her, stuff that we're seeing. Yeah, she's leading her her Craigslist misconnections personal. Uh, yeah, posting. and it's it's like it's like this really stiff, awkward reading of Lois Lane's somehow bad. Pulitzer Prize winning awful so weird. writing. Like where you would, she's like, 
I, I continued the search for my mystery man. I followed his trail. Uh, we for, learn later, I met though, many she... people with many opinions. For some, he was a guardian angel. For others, a he cipher, was a, big a ghost diaper. who never quite fit in. Can we also it's just say bad. her opening line to this really sounds like it's going to be clever and then super doesn't. So she says, um, how do you find someone who has spent a lifetime covering his tracks? Look and you think it. it's going to be like, you look for the paw prints in the fucking whatever. She just says, you start with the urban legends that sprung up in his wake. It's like, you just start asking around about him and see if anybody <laughs> you, you remembers him. You look for him. him. It's like, you go to oh, look for him. Cool. Ask people about him. I went to an IHOP. Yeah, so she she asks the di- at the diner that he worked at, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. She ultimately finds her way to an IHOP to meet with a man named Pete Ross. And so if you take the kid from the... If we take the Dick Splash kid from the bus and we scale him up to 135% we, we put, size... We get him to stand on the shoulders of another kid. Mm-hmm. And you put glasses on him and he grows out his bangs a little bit. That's him. Yeah, that's him. That's Pete. She's like, are you Pete? Were you he's in like, the earlier what do you scene fucking of the think, lady? <laughs> oh, he's Look like, at my fucking Pete name tag. He's like the hey. manager at the IHOP, and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, Dick Splash. Uh, <laughs> Table she's for like, one? She's, she's like, my name is Lois Lane. I'm a reporter. And he's like, I know a guy who's going to love that. You got a great name for uh, this kid I used to bully, and I don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, his ex, well, Lana Lang. We learned that he stopped bullying him immediately after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, which so I, it, I, I thought was heartwarming. Yes. So ultimately, it leads her back to Kent Farm. She meets mm-hmm. Martha, who, this is a weird thing that doesn't matter, but I did notice that she was, like, leaving for work wearing, like, a Sears uniform, even though oh, later she? we will see her, In a diner. like, wearing an apron and working at a diner. Maybe she yeah. works two jobs. Maybe she oh, had to move. Maybe. I mean, uh, she lost. So she, so she lost her secondary source. Well, she lost half of her income, basically. So uh, maybe she has to work. To, I mean, we see her financially struggling throughout the films. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe she works two jobs now. And maybe I just have be a, a theory. Side, a, a, a scene yeah, later where she gets fired from Sears. I have a theory because at this point in the movie, from what we've seen, there is no conceivable part of the movie that I can imagine where Clark gets a job at the Daily Planet, unless it's, like, the actual epilogue of the movie that yeah, he, like, walks yeah, in for wait, an interview. Wait, what the fuck mm-hmm. is gonna happen there? So I want to believe that the epilogue is gonna be Clark walks into the Daily Planet for an interview, and Martha walks into a diner for an interview, and, that, and then roll credits, <laughs> and Neil deGrasse Tyson is there. Really useful. I'd also like to note um, a nice little... Um, uh, detail that they put in there which is that when lois comes up to the door um the dog in the house is barking because martha is usually green when she's just by herself around the house so the dog is like why oh, yeah, look like an old lady? you know what, so maybe though? that's why she's in the sears uniform is he, oh, you know she true. was like fuck what do i uh, i'll just be wearing a polo that says sears i don't know yeah sears is still around you know what i did think was very funny that i i forgot to mention is that uh the the vibe of Martha in this scene was so different from the vibe in any other scene with her yeah. because Lois mm-hmm. arrives and the dog starts barking and she's like, quiet, Dusty. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> exactly. Where'd that come she's from? Like, she's like knocked off guard. So she's got a, she's kind of like acting. <laughs> um, yeah, so exactly. That's not how she talks. She hasn't been so, doing the voice all day. So then so. 
Um, so then Lois... I was very let down, by the way. We don't see Lois's conversation with literally any of these no, people. It just cuts straight to her standing character. at Jonathan Kent's grave. Because mm-hmm. she's not a character. Yeah, anyway, Clark she goes... is standing behind her in a grout fit. <laughs> he is in a grout fit. What is that? What? It's... I don't know. It, it's a it's an all gray outfit. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 okay. I just literally didn't understand. I thought you were saying it was like a Garanimals kind of thing. I just thought it fit well for what he was wearing. Um, so he's standing there in his grout fit, and then the funniest scene in the movie happens. So she's like, <laughs> I knew if I was poking yeah. around long enough, you would find me. And she turns around, his hat is bad. Wait, was that Clark? Looks yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you joking? Are you joking? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, oh, he, just like Henry Cavill in real life, and it's ugly. Just, just like Henry Cavill in real life, he cannot wear a hat. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she, she basically oh, says like. She says, like, where are you from? Why are you here? Uh, I want to tell your story. He says, I don't want my story told. She says, well. It's only a matter of time before someone finds out about you. The only way you're going to disappear for good is if you stop helping people altogether. Uh, at this point, I cranked my volume up on my computer from 10 to 40 because I couldn't fucking hear anything they were saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the next scene and it's... And I was like, shit. It's so, so, so volume here. Oh my god, this First of is all, so funny. Is Lois, like, intentionally dense or, like... Because she's supposed to be this great investigator, but she's like, I finally tracked down this guy that's been hiding forever. Hey, man, you want me to tell everybody your story? Like, I clearly think, not. I mean, what? I think she was kind of doing like, a de- like, would you like it to be on your terms or mm. just let it happen how it happens? I guess because that makes it's going to happen eventually, I think is what she was saying. And, but it was hard and, to tell because I couldn't fucking hear a word she was saying. <laughs> and then she's, uh, yeah, she says the thing about him not being able to help people. And, and he's like, you know... My dad always told me I should have killed those kids. And then we get a cool <laughs> Fuck flashback. Fuck them kids, said my dad. So, Fuck them kids. So everyone's in. So everyone's in the car, and and uh, it's Martha and Jonathan and Clark, who's da- wearing <laughs> Clark is wearing teen clothes. Clark yes, is and- wearing a big like it, it is. So just so you know, it is full ass grown man. 33-year-old uh, Henry Cavill. 33-year-old <laughs> Henry Cavill wearing, like, wearing his sailor suit, so you know he's a baby still. Mm-hmm. He's kicking his <laughs> legs back and forth off of his the, car seat. It's so, it's so funny, though, because he's wearing, like, a like a Dexter-style teen wig, where his hair's, like, all kind of, like, messy. Yeah. And, he's like and, Jonas Brothers, like, he has more yeah, hair. Yeah, Jonas Brothers. Yeah, and he's just Henry Cavill, but he's talking in, like, a slightly higher register, so he's like... Uh-huh. Oh, come on, Dad, come on. He's, like, throwing so a temper funny. tantrum. I was like, you did your best, Henry, but come on. I did, uh, because we we do find out uh, that this is this is a flashback to the day that uh, uh, Jonathan died. And because we saw his gravestone, we can do the math to learn that uh, Clark is supposed to be 17 in this scene. Like, okay. just get a teenage actor. Just what the, the- fuck? We literally, we literally get an actor for ten-year-old Clark, and for like fifteen-year-old Clark. Literally, just get Matt Dallas in here. Just get Matt Dallas make, in like, here. Literally, just use the fifteen-year-old Clark. Part his hair the on the other age. side, so it looks like time has patterned. Yeah, has, give, has him Matt give him another boy to stand on the shoulder himself and wear a trench coat. Or it's Matt like, Dallas. Were they really? Did they really not think that anybody else could pull this scene off? I mean, that Matt Dallas would be 
Especially considering that Clark is not... He's like... He has like the least screen time in the scene of any character. Yeah. It's so... so, And it would be a lot more impactful and you'd realize like, wow, this happened to him and he was just like... He was just a kid. This scene sucks ass. The fight that they're in is that Clark is like, I want to do... I want to do something useful with my life, Dad. And, And Jonathan's like, oh, you're not... You're saying farming's not useful, son. And Which, uh, Clark is like, what do I, mm-hmm. what do I care what you think? Da- you're not even my real dad. You're just some guy who found me in a field one day. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so the classic thing Jonathan we all say Cl- to our stepdad, Jonathan Kent is a very bad parent. We learned this more. I don't fucking like him at all. More certain. We <laughs> learned this more certainly later in this scene when he does something extremely stupid. Um, but so ridiculous. So, uh, so, but this is just another example. Like, so Martha's like, Clark, don't say that. And and Jonathan's like, nope, no, honey, we're not his parents. And you, he, but fucking what? I hate this fucking through line of like it's all, all media. It, people believe this shit. People say this shit all the time that par- that your parents have anything to do with who birthed you. What like, the fuck? Like, if you're a it, kid who was adopted watching this movie, what are you supposed to think? Yeah, like your parents. The people that are raised not, you aren't your parents. Y- yeah, the people who like the people who are your genetic predecessors are not necessarily your parents. The par- I, your parents are the people who raised you, and sometimes those people share genes with you, but not I always. I hate to I hate to do this. I think that's the point of this scene. It's not though. No, but this is this is Clark learning that he was wrong to feel that way, and yes, that he shouldn't have said says, that. Yes, but Jonathan says Jonathan no, says Jonathan, yes, we're not his parents. John says like yes, we've taken word. you as far as Earth parents can take you. I don't yeah, and then like Jonathan the dies because he because God is smiting it, him for his my life. My specific like beef with this is the word parents. It, it's the, the like parentage means that the the parentage is Ooh, used like balls that, oh my real parents. People say that all the time. Your real parents. Your real yeah. parents are the ones that raised you. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Well, well, they didn't raise him. He raised himself thanks to the sun. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Thanks okay, to these so, so magical boner pills that he got use oh, code no! zero to zero for forty percent off your boner pills. Go, okay, go so, on bluefuck.net. Um, yeah. So Clark uh, starts to apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so I'm I'm sorry, Dan. Hold then, on, Clark. We Jonathan, got a twister on the horizon. Jonathan, this is so Uh-oh. funny because Jonathan pulls over. Hurricane, he gets out of the car. And he looks up at the sky and we just see like, like, yeah, it's cloudy and there's like a little bit of lightning in the cloud. But like three seconds later, it's going to be like a 10 mile wide CGI tornado. It's like, it's it so turns into fast. a supercell tornado immediately. And like, yeah. isn't this how fast ha- tornadoes, tornadoes Yeah, tornadoes do form that quickly. Like really? They, yeah, that's, that's why, that's why they're so dangerous. I might have taken back, this is a good scene then. That's why they're so, so dangerous because <laughs> it's impossible to get out of the way of them by the time you realize they're happening. So Jonathan is yelling. It's just he's air. Like, it's... So Jonathan is yelling. He's like, "Get to the overpass! Leave the dog!" Uh, and he starts helping other bystanders. And there is a woman, and th- this really bothered me. Because <laughs> yeah, she's stuck. Sam, th- hate there, women. There is a woman. <laughs> there is a woman, and this really bothered, bothered me. me. Well, it really bothered me because this is so out of character for Jonathan because there's a woman and she's like, my little girl is stuck in the car seat. And he's like, I'll help her. No, Jonathan should have pushed her out of the way. Good. Good. Jonathan doesn't believe in helping people. 
So this so, is so. <laughs> some of it's like fucking... Maya Bialik, and he's like, "Your baby Weird. seems poorly fit to survive." <laughs> But this actually, this genuinely did bother me because he helps the little girl out of the seat and then the mom just leaves. Like, yeah, she's not like, Jonathan thank you, thanks kid. for my baby back, take. No, she's just like, oh, good, bye. Like, you <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. You'll get her no, to safety, on bye. A little bit. This one's on Martha a little bit. She did forget to take the dog out of the car. Yeah, just fully forgot the dog. Uh, I, yeah. So, um... I would like okay. to say, so, what happens next is really funny, but also <laughs> really stupid. Uh, not, so, yeah. uh, the, um, so, Clark is, like, in the underpath with his mom, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we, we I need to, I need to mention, on, on the subject of the, the woman running away and leaving her daughter with this strange man who helped her, like, Jonathan runs back. They're like, oh, we left the dog, Hank, in the car. And Jonathan's like, I'll get him here. And he hands the little girl to Clark, mm-hmm. who has says, no. no idea where the mom is. And he's just like, you figure it out. He runs back to the car for Hank. Clark runs back to the overpass. And and then the, the girl's mom is there. And she's like, oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- like, she didn't even take her daughter from Jonathan. She's just like, oh, good. She's fine. I got to get to safety. So, first of all. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say, Jonathan, very stupid move. I know it's the heat of decisions, but like, he and he's like, I don't want my son's powers to be exposed. Nah, no excuses. This was in slow motion. Yeah, but all, but also like, maybe if he was thinking a bit more, he could have realized. Wait, he's also invincible. This so is the what if he went in and thing. saved the dog, and if he got carried away by the tornado, he would be okay. Whereas I will die. Um, right. He's like, no, son, this dangerous situation um, that's going to cause physical harm to whoever's there is not the time to debut your invincibility. The coolest thing. And super strength. The coolest thing a Pap Pap can do is traumatize his family for life. And leave his his widow without a, uh, with, with like very limited income. So she can't pay her fucking mortgage. That's the thing about this that is so unnecessary, though, is that. He sacrifices himself for no fucking reason because, no. like, yeah, okay, I, I get what he's what he's thinking that, like, well, Clark can't, we can't let Clark just dive into the tornado to rescue people because then everyone will see him doing it. But, like, mm-hmm. y- you were helping people before the tornado got to them. Why did you send him away? Away. When you went, when he, why can't he you, also you know be helping invincible. people? Like, you know if you can invincible. help, then he can help. Yeah, like, like, even if yes. he doesn't need to show off his invincibility, it can, like, he's safer than you. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a, like, failure of a tragic sacrifice, because I'm it's, like, no. Well, there's, also, it, because There's it literally becomes, no reason for this to have to happen. It becomes extremely funny to me. I couldn't yes. not laugh, because when he gets in the car to save the dog, he, the dog's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, no, get out. And so he gets Rando, in the car. Rando, Rando, Rando. <laughs> Car decides to come over and start having sex with the car. A car, a big gust of wind blows a car (laughs) onto the car that that Jonathan and and Hank the dog are in. So Jonathan is like struggling. He opens the door. Hank runs out. He's safe. 
John, and, the car and, landing and Martha, on his car crushed his ankle. Like for the, the car's just right. going up and down too. He's, they start well, having sex. <laughs> they're fucking. They're literally get, fucking like in the movie there. planes. Like in the movie planes. Because well, it lands on him and it's he's fine. Like he, his foot is a little stuck in something. And then Martha is like, "No, don't worry, Clark. He's fine. It didn't like crush them." <laughs> and then the, the car, car starts, starts fucking sense. hydraulic pumping up and down. <laughs> And just like, like, oh, it didn't work. Okay, good. Let me like, let me kill him for real this time. Like, crunch, crunch. Yeah, but then the, the hilarious thing is the tornado is like, I think you've had enough, bud, and just pulls the car off. I don't know what this gust of wind is that like mm-hmm. that like picks up the car on top, but leaves the car underneath like perfectly stationary on yeah. the ground. And Jonathan well, I mean, just like, oh, let me hop out you know. the whip. Uh, the cars have good friction, you know? And so then he gets out of the car and he has a broken leg and he's like, oops, oops. And yeah, then Clark is like, like, dad. And Jonathan just like holds, holds up his, his hand, hand like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have to die. And you, like, can, you can visualize it in your head. The music like washes out and it's all slow motion and you hear like a, like a, dad. Oh, sorry. He's, he's 17. Dad. No, this, then, so this part is like fully silent. I thought there's like a very can, like yeah, washed like, out so echoey. It's, it's like a very yeah. like a high end filter and a reverb thing. So this it's would be tragic, a except for filter. a like high the stupid, a very expensive, a very filter. expensive high pass filter. <laughs> so this this would be tragic if it weren't for a the stupid decision making we've already pointed out, and b <laughs> the fact that the, the thing that he gets subsumed by and killed with is he's standing there and then all of it like he's being like no clark and then all of a sudden just the wall of hurricane comes in and fucking eats him yeah he gets eaten by a tornado vaporized he's he's just completely eaten it's like a it's like a one of those like wipe transitions in a scene but (laughs) which i mean the the most dangerous thing to people in a tornado because the th- things get lifted off the ground during tornadoes, like houses, because houses have roofs, which provide a lot of lift that allows them to be scooped up off the ground. People mm. usually don't get scooped up off the ground during tornadoes because they, mm. we don't have a lot of like lift. Uh, we don't have sails. Exactly. So, uh, but the danger to people is that there are objects flying through the air at very high speeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I can imagine he just getting lacerated by a tornado incredibly painfully. And that's kind yeah. of what I want for him. Like that's good for him. But like we don't we <laughs> don't see it. him. Like, but that's a good look for you, Bessie. <laughs> he just disappears. You know disappears. what I was thinking about, and I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here. But I was thinking about I... the metaller just working at Kansas University, <laughs> who is handed, who is handed a giant hunk of a metal that doesn't exist on the periodic table, and he's just like, "Fuck, that's weird. You can well, have it back." Yeah, you, you can know, have it back. Anyway. That that I was just thinking about that earlier and getting mad. I uh, we don't I just, know that that metal just left there alive. The 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 thing about his death that really like everything else aside, like why is he just standing there? Like he's not even trying. He's standing to, for so long. It would have been really funny. So die. long, like I want you to see this. Son. Well, it'd be <laughs> like, really funny weird. if like at, like he stands there and then after a few seconds he starts getting hit by shit and he's like oh fuck right like he's tries to <laughs> the tornado pies him eyes. in the face like he's trying to, <laughs> oh big man big man kevin costner ooh. 
So then we get, we kind of go back to um, the conversation between uh, Clark and Lois and Clark says, my dad um, decided to die because it was good for my character development. Um, he, he said he knew that I needed to wait. And I just did not get that sense from him. I am no. sorry. It didn't seem like wait until you've, figured out your powers and you can really be helpful it seemed like don't show anyone that you're a freak son he said that he should have let the kids die i want to get eaten by a hurricane i have a fetish for this like come on dude (laughs) this is always how i've wanted to go son i'm getting old yeah he doesn't say like this will change your life he says like this will change how we think of humanity and Like this yeah. guy, the, I, the Jonathan death like, scene fucking sucks. I feel like Jonathan Kent wrote some very um, mediocre science fiction novels in when he was like in his twenties, and has been <laughs> kind of burnt out ever since. Uh, <laughs> That's just why he only, wants to fuck a Martian. Yeah. The 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 Jonathan Kent death scene had absolutely no impact except for the car fucking the other car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, Henry, because a baby car was born. And the impact of the, the gale force winds car shredding Jonathan. <laughs> the first baby car in centuries. Um, Which is a plot point in the movie Cars. Ah! No, it's not. Maybe. It's not. Is. No, it's not. Inconclusive. Hey, remember, um, the, remember the movie Robots where it was... Fuck, they, I do remember the movie Robots. When they make Robots. a baby at the beginning uh-huh. by, uh-huh. by assembling, assembling that was, it. That was so cute. I love My that. dad's a dishwasher at a local restaurant. I love that movie. Um, okay, you remember it more than I do. Them around. It was it's, the good, o- it's the only thing I remember about the movie, good, except for the bathroom like that, signs that were the plug and the socket. That movie's a good movie. I, I just remember that Amanda Bynes was in it, and that and the there robot a, had weird hair. There was a robot with a big butt. Yeah, thicky. A real <laughs> nice. thick. So, so, okay, corn. time for me to get mad. Corn. Actually, sorry, this is not the time that I get mad. I mean, mm-hmm. it is, but... Oh, wait, yep. no, I skipped I skipped something. I was too excited for the corn. Lois returns to the office, and she tell everybody is like, hey, Perry's going to kill you. <laughs> and she walks into Perry's office, and he's like, hey, the higher-ups want me to fucking sue you for breach of contract because you gave a story to Infowars.com. And she's oh my like, god, this scene is so funny. And she's like, well, I'm dropping the story anyway. Uh, the, it kind of fizzled out. The leads didn't go anywhere. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure, they didn't. Yeah. Uh, he suspends her for three weeks without pay. He tells her that if she does something like this again, she's fired. And as she's turning to leave, he's like, by the way, Lois, yeah. I believe that you yeah, saw you're a something. True believer. That you... Yeah, I believe that what you said was true. And I know that you're lying, that the leads didn't go anywhere. But whatever the reason is, you're doing the right thing by dropping it. Because if people knew there was an alien on Earth, it would be chaos. I like you how you oh, almost said Among Us. God. He, he's mad at Lois for thinking this and then for writing the story. But I do think that then it's true. For yeah. not for not continuing to write the story. But then he's, he accepts it. Perry's the but weirdest character. Huh? Perry is the weirdest character. I do not like Perry very much. But you know what? I like Lois less. So uh, Yeah, so he kind of, like, girl boss, uh, we, we stand. <laughs> Um, so, uh, corn. So also, now we get corn. Her now costuming. Corn. Well, first we get some romantic, like, uh, pastoral shots of, like, a rescue corn. wagon and the swallowtail butterfly. Corn. But most importantly, we get corn. corn. I just have to say really quickly, Lois, from both sides, for some reason, um, her sweater looks like those ones that they put on the mannequin in the mall that they, like, 
cinch super tight in the back with like mm-hmm. a big safety mm-hmm. pin, but it's just like that tight all the way around. I, li- I like when I get the safety pin in my clothes. It makes me feel good about myself. Corn. <laughs> it's corn, corn time. It's corn time. Feeling like a freak on a leash. What the fuck? It's corn. Oh, corn. Right. <laughs> so Clark has returned home. Dusty is excited. Hey, eagle-eyed view. Uh, yeah, sorry. Eagle-eyed viewers will spot corn. No, eagle-eyed viewers like me yeah. will note that the truck that Clark hitched a ride on that he that he hops off of as he arrives back at Kent Farm. Did you see the truck? Yeah, no. I saw the truck. Did you see what was on the side of it? Yeah, no. it, it said Tomater. No, it said LexCorp. Better farming through science. Oh, Do you get it? God. Easter egg! Ah! Oh. And how fitting that it would be an Easter egg when he's Jeebus. Lex Luthor is Monsanto. Great. Um, Clark has a heartwarming so, reunion with his mom. She tells him about Lois. Uh, he, Clark says, don't worry about her. She's a friend for some reason. He looks too flirty friend. in this first moment. Yeah, they're gonna fuck before with he, the dog? Like, he's happy... He's gonna- but, He's but, happy like, to tell his mom, like, I found them, but just like Henry Cavill, like, bashful looking down and then, like, smiling and looking up. It's it does like, look like dude, he's gonna, yeah, it your does shirt is way of, too open for this. Yeah, he does kind of <laughs> look like he's going for her venerable pussy. Henry Cavill and, and Diane like, Lane have more chemistry than Henry Cavill and Amy Adams. Oh, they yeah. do! Oh, it's too I mean, bad. Amy Adams, I, I mean, this Amy is where, Adams. This is wait, where Clark says, Amy you Adams know, and Jor- not my real mom. Amy Adams and jor ghost. Uh, have more chemistry than than Clark than uh, I than will say. They they developed a bit more chemistry in the next couple of movies, but holy fuck, do they have no, no in chemistry the next in one movie? No. They don't interact in, the, in in Justice League. What are you, you talking guys- about? They had the cornfield scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, that wasn't good chemistry. though. that's not. There's a huge. It was better gap. than this one. There's a humongous gap between this movie and Batman v Superman, which I don't understand because. Mm-hmm. I mean, there must be no. How well, this they... was actually this was actually developed off the screenplay for Planes, whereas oh. Batman v Superman was original, so that's why it feels a little different. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the, well, okay. I also think that in so the, like the dialogue the... for this movie also sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I've got some issues with that that are coming up in a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I, the, the, the 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 who wrote this? Uh, who wrote I don't this? think it was Chris Terrio. No, was it? Uh, no, it was David S. Goyer and Christopher Nolan. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that Christopher Nolan was producing this one. Oh yeah, S- story story by Christopher Nolan, but screenplay yeah. by David S. Goyer. Yeah, so David S. Goyer is the same for. Um, so Plain says the same thing as story by Christopher so Nolan. Da- so David yeah. S. Goyer. It, so uh, Batman v Superman was David S. Goyer and um, and uh, and Zack Snyder and oh right, right, right Justice right. League Chris is Terrio David S. Goyer, Chris Terrio, and Zack Snyder. Yeah, so yeah. they just keep adding them on. Do better, David. I love it, David. Psych. So Clark Clark tells Martha, I found my parents. I know where mm-hmm. I come from now. So mm-hmm. I guess I won't be needing you anymore. <laughs> he doesn't say that. Uh, she's now we can really him, lean but... into the whole not my real mom thing. <sighs> so she's happy for him, but she's also scared that he's going to be taken away from her. And he says, I'm not going anywhere. And now we, we meet for the first time chronologically. General Calvin Marshall Manhunt Marshall Manhunter Swan. Martha, I am no. super not convinced that this is Martian Manhunter. Yeah. First of all, because he was just in Kansas, but second of all, 
Because... I mean, if Martian Manhunter, if we didn't watch Martha turn into him and then back into Calvin Swanwick, I wouldn't believe that Martian Manhunter was anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, there's a nerd who we later learn is named uh, Emil Hamilton. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's like... Dr. Emil Hamilton. Uh, uh, Mr. Swanwick, sir, uh, there's a spaceship in space. Uh, General, you gotta look at this triangle squid we saw in orbit. Yeah, it's one It's one of the three-legged uh, terraforming, crypto-forming uh, spaceships. It's orbiting the moon. Uh, the nerd says that they've tried communicating with the ship, but it hasn't responded yet. And they say it's probably gonna try to make a dramatic entrance. That's that scene. Yeah, is Paul Kent is Paul Kent the uh, the Batman of this movie? And that we don't like him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like him. And you just kind of would, have, he's, would he's, Batman that's the and Superman have been improved if Batman died a third of two thirds of the way in? Yes. Yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> if in, in the Batman v Superman through. fight, if Superman just fucking snapped his neck and that was it, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that would be better. If uh, yeah. So they also both seem to kind of have like a weird complex. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they have to be heroic. And also, just now that Pael is nope, not Pael. Pa Kent is <laughs> dead, and I think we've seen all of the scenes that we get with him. Mm-hmm. Um, eh. while he's actually alive Maybe and not. not oh. Well, we actually get one more in um in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. There, there's another one in this that was hallucinating. that we haven't talked about yet. I mean. That's oh, okay. Manhunter. I just he in in Justice League, Superman is like, am I really, you know, a hero or is this just the dream of some farmer who's a fucking idiot <laughs> who died for no reason? Who died for no reason? He 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 doesn't ever say, Clark, hide your gifts until you decide to become epic. And right. show them off all the time. So right, this no, is just another happens. thing where, like, <gasps> Batman was like, "I made Superman a promise to make the Justice League." Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, you yeah, didn't. Yeah. You imagined that, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's so true. Clark uh, is like, my dad wanted me to put on this suit because he knew about it. Okay, so this next scene, I will say, this was the other thing that I liked. I thought this was cool. Okay. Is we go to the Daily Planet office. Everyone is gathered around the TV because Does anybody oh know shit, where the toner is. There's a spaceship orbiting Earth, and it's spooky and has three legs. Mm-hmm. And Clark, meanwhile, is watching the the football game at Kent Farm. Martha is like, uh, Clark? And he walks outside, and he sees the spaceship orbiting Earth. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a few of them, maybe. And uh, that was actually unclear, but whatever. He zooms in we, with his eyes. Yeah, that, that was kind of cool. We're, yeah. we're then, we're like kind of cutting back and forth between the Daily Planet and Kent Farm. Uh, the the uh, the power goes out, but then the TVs all turn on, and they're like, there's like creepy, like static noises, and it's like, <laughs> you are not alone. You yeah, are I also not thought, alone. I saw that and this was like genuinely pretty creepy. I it, liked it this was. a lot. Yeah, and it's like repeating the message in different languages all over the world, and then the really creepy part that really got me was when the words stop. And Data Mosh like, Zod? Huh? Data Mosh Zod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like weird, like, digital artifacting that's, like, yeah. kind of Zod-shaped. I love and, this. Yeah. And yeah, he, he gives a speech. He says, 
my name is General Zod, I come from a world far from yours, blah, 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 your world has sheltered one of my citizens, return the individual to my custody, he has chosen to keep his existence a secret from you, blah, 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 he looks like you, but he's not one of you, if you, you know where he hours. is, yeah, you have 24 hours, he says, uh, to Kal-El, I say this, surrender within 24 hours or watch this world suffer the consequences, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess is how in Justice League, Wonder Woman will know that his name is Kal-El. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, they should have sh- sh- cut to the Louvre. Her watching the news, being like, hmm, <laughs> well. um, I really liked how glitchy it was because it it's was like, really creepy. It's like black and white. Yeah, it's like these. It's like grainy. It was like a scene and out of can, Super Eight. You can kind of see like his the movement of his head and stuff, but then you don't. And then it goes back to being almost noise, and it makes sense because like the computers that he's used to working with have uh, bumpus display yeah it's true it's so not like very it bumpers. would it wouldn't translate very well and it would never <laughs> like so clear up and become that. you know black and white i because when i first saw it when it was first the like you are not alone thing i was like free screens <laughs> yeah i was like how would he know how to program this and then it's like well he kind of didn't like he's doing his best i don't know <laughs> so he's he's like typing out an email to earth but he's like typing one finger at a I time mean, i will say it takes a <laughs> it takes a pretty great deal of uh effort to interrupt a, a television signal uh but yeah he does it pretty easily and so he- all the lights turn back on and that's that's it mm-hmm. and everyone says wow but your phone doesn't bump us <laughs> So then, and um, this next scene is the scene that made me really, 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 really mad. Oh, okay. so Lois is watching um, the news or has the news on in the background, and um, the news. One of the it's it's uh, Gren, Glenn Greenwald or whatever his name is. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Glenwald. Green Green Glum Glenwald. Yes, Jolly Green Glen. Glen Glimpus Glorigum. Um, so okay, he says he says, just give him the boy, like from Into the Woods of just give him, just it. give her just the boy. Give him the boy. In Act Two of um, I mean, okay. Into the Woods, the giant is like, I will not, I will stop stomping on everyone if you give me Jack, and they're all like, we can't sacrifice one of our own, and I then will, the witch is like, maybe we should though. I will say, it's like that. I will say, I don't hold it against Glenn for this one. Uh, it's an existential threat. And he's like, no, that's not what I, I don't have a problem with Glenn Woodburn saying the alien should turn himself in to protect yeah. everyone on Earth. Here's my the issue thing. You had? Yeah. He docks his Lois. I need th- to know. In this universe, Glenn Woodburn is the Alex Jones parallel, okay? Oh, they're, and, they're putting him on TV. And he published an article about an alien existing. Mm-hmm. And some days or weeks later... An alien came to Earth and said, there is an alien on Earth. Mm-hmm. And this is this is like if someone, like, produced some hard evidence that, like, that, like, 9-11 was a false flag or whatever. Uh-huh. And then CNN was like, damn, we should get Alex Jones on to talk about, like, like... Like to get, get the fact that Glenn Woodburn is brought on the news to to like do analysis and commentary from the perspective of like ah vindicated conspiracy theorist Glenn Woodburn like so, that is wait, are you fucking disgusting that, and also by the that, way wait are you saying that, Z- that they should have had Zod on? What I am saying is that there is literally no reason even to believe 
that the story that he published on his InfoWars website has anything to do with this. Mm. Like, the fact that he's, like, a fringe conspiracy theorist and a fringe conspiracy theory turned out to be true and they're like, ah, shit, let's get Alex Jones on the news to talk about his beliefs. Like, right. Like, don't fucking platform this guy. He doesn't even, he just published the story on his website. He doesn't know a fucking thing about this. He has nothing so, to do with this. So he's also on in the BVS or is it just, no, yeah, it's BVS where um, like Neil deGrasse Tyson is saying among us and stuff. Right. He, so, he, he was on the panel with Neil deGrasse Tyson. They're like, yeah. Oh, he, yeah, so he coincidentally been- was right about one thing. Let's get I'm him on TV though, to talk about Sandy Hook trutherism. I wonder like, if that means that we misinterpreted what kind of blog he has. Like, maybe it's just, I don't know, Lois calls it like a cancer or something. She said it was like a cancer against truth. Yeah. I, I just, don't know. This guy's The not fact credible. that he ran a story that turned out to be true, that they don't even know that what he wrote about was the same thing. Mm-hmm. It CNN, doesn't mean that he should have a fucking platform. CNN saw Zod's um, broadcast and said, "Where is Ja Rule?" Yeah, they, they, yeah. Where is Ja Rule on this one? It, you know, it turns out that they <laughs> are turning the frogs gay. So let's see what Alex Jones has to say about everything. Everything. Well, like, it's like no, if, like, if they asked him about just gay frogs. No, I don't want Alex still Jones talking no, about me. Still no. Context. Man, they should have had Ja Rule on. <laughs> Alex the... Jones, this, this fucking guy should not be given a platform, even if he, like, ah, it made me so yeah. angry. Like, and we talked thing, about- those conspiracy theorist guys, like, throw in a couple that are true, mm-hmm. just to, like, give right. themselves some credence, so- right. we, that's what we talked about in Batman v Superman, was, like, it was weirdly and maybe unintentionally, like, giving credence to the idea that if you go to a website like Infowars, like, I don't know, sometimes they might be right. Like, right. this is that, but even more so, that it's like, no, he was- no, like, if, if if nobody was reading InfoWars, they wouldn't have gotten the truth. So you have to read InfoWars. Like, right. I, again, I don't think that that's what Zack Snyder was trying to say. But it is what he but, is saying. Oh, but that's my what it's God, getting. it made me sick. I I was so mad at this. Yeah, it's it's really stupid. Like, <sighs> oh, that it, it's and then the he, conspiracy theorists are so right, Lane they should says, be By the way, Lois Lane is the one who knows where the alien is. Uh, start bothering her, not me. I'm innocent. And then the FBI immediately show up outside Lois's apartment. Don't Apparently give, uh... they went to the Daily Planet first and she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Still, though. Yeah. Um, and then she leaves her apartment and it's a totally different hallway than the other two times that we've seen the yeah, hallway the outside of her apartment. Happened? Maybe she so... got... Well, that's it... also in the epilogue is her moving to a different apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it better I mean, be. Her apartment was different, I think. Maybe her apartment's going to get, like, killed by Zod. And oh, that's no, why that is, that like, is oh, honestly very, very possible. Nice. No, you know, no. What? Why not? I don't. Her apartment's my favorite character. <laughs> but this is well, the apartment recast. that we know and love. This is yeah. a different. Apartment. Yeah, but this apartment I like. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is the apartment where she doesn't fuck Clark in the I, tub I, fully look, clothed. It, it, Lois doesn't <laughs> need to be in it. I just want to know it's okay. Uh, so it's okay. Here's here's a question. Because, oh yeah, she gets a call from Perry and he's like, the FBI came here, they were ta- they were throwing the word treason around. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she sees the FBI pull up outside the building. She runs out the door, she runs like down the emergency exit staircase, blah blah blah. And I was very confused, and I'm curious if either of you were, 
she like runs down the alleyway, but then a van pulls up and man, Lois loves getting thrown into vans and the FBI like grab her and, or they don't grab her, but they're just like freeze FBI. Gotcha. And a guy like leans forward out of the van and we get like a long shot of his face, Mm -hmm. uh, like zooming in on him. And I was like, wait, like, am I supposed to know who this is? And then I went, (laughs) I went down a, a, a mental trail where I was like, wait, is that the guy who was telling her that Perry was going to get, is there like an undercover, like air force guy at the daily planet? But no, it's just another white guy with a receding hairline. That, you know, I'm a hair first kind of guy. Yeah. Yes. He's first of all, Elliot Stabler in law and order SVU. Yes. Christopher Maloney. In the, um, Arctic when he's like, Oh, he's the guy that's like, Oh, Miss Lane, we weren't expecting you until tomorrow. So now, I totally did not realize that. Yeah, you yes, know what? Yes. Maybe so they're if, like, maybe that's something that if I watched the movie in one sitting, that would not have <laughs> gone over my head. He, yeah, he, like, he, it's him being like, I caught up to Remember you. Remember me? Thought you were so smart, learning about our secret shit, but nope. I wish no they had had a line that. where she's like, "You're the guy from the Arctic," <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, Sam is the stupid person Christmas that they make though. the movies for. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I've heard I've heard the name Christopher Maloney. I don't know who the fuck he is. But they should have projected a little image of Superman. He's that guy. He Sam, looks like that. That's him. Oh, from from Man of Steel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> the guy in the van. Yeah. Oh yes. my god, that's yeah. where I know him from. The scene that he's in. <laughs> so and then now we cut to a church. It's time for us to, um. To learn why we couldn't use the actor who plays 14-year-old Clark why? in the 17-year-old Clark version. Why? Is did it? he die? No, he get, this is when he gets bullied. Did he get bullied to death? Why can't did we I miss him? the part? <laughs> why couldn't it, we use Oh, him? is there a, a... Did the actor die? I'm not sure no, what what, you're what are you getting at here? Oh my god! I'm being sarcastic. The kid does fine in this scene, but it's a scene with the, the same kid who plays Clark at, at 14. <laughs> and I don't know why they couldn't aged him up wait the 13 year old actor died jesus fuck (laughs) why did you think that oh like bus clark okay was i that bad at explaining it i'm sorry (laughs) no i'm that bad at understanding anything so we see we see clark getting bullied as a 14 year old i did i did feel kind of bad because this is another scene where clark like has a thought and then flashes back about it I did feel kind of bad when he walks into the into the church that the priest is mopping the floor. I'm like, man. Oh yeah, that was God should do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind I of mean, random. that's what you get for believing in God. I think you are supposed <laughs> to do that though when you're like a priest and a nun and stuff. You're supposed to do all yeah. the chores and yeah. Clark walks in and he poor. says, "Hi, are you still open? I I I wanted to do some symbolism." And he says, "Always <laughs> open, son." I know you're Superman, son. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, flashback time. This flashback is fucking bizarre. I did not understand anything that was happening here. They very much told those kids to ad lib. They're like, but like what "Come is on, this kid, stand up, you want to fight me?" And like pushes him into a fence. And Clark just kind of looks at him what are you like, the setting. About? The setting of this bullying flashback is Clark sitting in his dad's truck by himself outside of a mechanic shop reading Plato. And then about 50 children come over and pull him out yeah, of the I think, truck. Yeah, I think there were nine bullies here <laughs> who are all He's just waiting. hanging out at the at the mechanics. I think the school is close to the mechanics. He's waiting for his dad to be done working so he can get a ride home. That's why he's like sitting 
around. I don't. Waiting. I, I don't. I think that's a bit too much for us to extrapolate. It's poorly explained. Just like maybe oh, maybe this is a famous comic book scene <laughs> that I don't know about. I don't well, know. Yeah, yeah the marquee on the feet. junkyard says Excalibur. <laughs> oh no. So, don't go into Crime Alley, Jonathan! So the bully, like, drags Clark out of the car. He, like, throws him on the ground. He, like, pretends to punch him. He's, like, yelling at him, like, fight back, coward! Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another bully, like, pulls him back. He's like, hey, there's adults watching us. Why are we doing this here? I don't know. Also, anyway. Clark's dad is yeah. one of the oh, adults. Yeah. Yeah. Clark's dad is like, there. Oh, Kevin Costner is there. Was... Yeah, uh, that's Kevin Costner. He's not a good... He's not good at this. Hey, nope. I don't know that we should be doing this. Look... Kevin Costner's standing right there. And you know oh, what he can do? He, 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 and where Kevin Costner guy, goes, the paparazzi go, and I don't want to be in the newspaper that guy is, beating that up That guy's a got a real freaky thing for tornadoes. <laughs> and, and then the kids leave, but one kid hangs back and he helps Clark up. And it's Until Pete. Until said it's Pete. Pete's a good boy. It's Pete. Pete's my favorite He doesn't favorite say character. anything, but he does help Clark up. And then, and then Pete is away. like, my part of the scene is over. Goodbye. Pete is this week's winner. He has a good job at IHOP, and... He's he's doing his damn best. Yeah. I need to talk about the dialogue here because uh so the yes. bully was like, "Come on, Kent, fight back, Kent." Uh-huh. And he walks away with the other kids, and mm-hmm. then Pete helps him up, Pete leaves, and then Jonathan walks over and does more of and, his fucking bullshit. And he and he's like, "Hey, are you okay?" And Clark says, "I really wanted to hit that kid." And I was like, <laughs> Wait, you live in Smallville, and this bully was calling you by your name. Why would you not say his name? Like, surely you have, like, an ongoing bullying relationship. I know the answer. Maybe Pa Kent doesn't know. No, 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 I have the answer. (laughs) Oh my god, what the fuck? I think it's because Pa Kent doesn't know who that kid is. No, I have the answer. What's the answer? Is it Martian Manhunter? I looked it up online. What? Okay. What? Uh Uh-huh. Because... This is this is a this is an existing character, Yo, but he's not me? a comic book character. What? This is a Smallville character. No. The bully from Smallville's name is Whitney Fordman, and they can't have Clark telling his dad, "I really wanted to punch Whitney, <laughs> Whitney in the face." Fordman. Whitney Fordman. Jesus. I wanted Whitney to. Fordman. I wanted to kill Whitney, Dad. What the fuck? Did and it it's so brother can't Stephanie. Have Clark wait, saying wait, I wanted to say... punch Whitney, so they just wait, did it say, say I wanted to punch that kid. Did it say Fordman on the back of his Letterman jacket or something? Like, why do you know I, that? I think he's credited as Whitney Fordman. Oh my I don't God. know, but the, the wiki clearly showed that that kid's name is Whitney Fordman. Oh my lord! Yeah. So, so part I of guess this the is fact that says... his name is Whitney, they couldn't have Clark say I wanted to hit Whitney. <laughs> So he's, yeah, so Pa Kent is like, did they hurt you? And he's like, they can't. And he's like, I know, but like emotionally. And he says, um, I really wanted to hit that kid, dad, so bad. And his dad says, yeah, I wanted you to hit him too. I want you, I wanted you? to hit that kid. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you drown that kid? You know I want kids to die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, fun, fun. The fill is too big. Then make it smaller. <laughs> fun little detail. When the, uh, the, the little, the, there, so uh, when so Whitney Fordman, new famous character, mm-hmm. when he pushes Clark into the fence, mm-hmm. uh, we see when Clark gets up that the fence, like the bar in the fence, has bent. Yeah, which yes. um, Strong. I I mean, not I don't think that that's too out of re- like fences are made of like aluminum. 
Yeah. That's not a terribly tough Yeah, metal. whatever. You said the same thing about planes, and we all know that's bullshit. Fuck. <laughs> I, also, I also interpreted that as him, like, not wanting to punch him, so he squeezed the fence pole instead. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to get this on the record, Giga. Are you saying that if you went over to a metal fence that you could squeeze the big metal oh, I bar? Th- no, see, I thought it was from him falling down on it. No, no, no! It was from no. It was from him squeezing it like to resist the urge to punch. Okay, Whitney. I do. I, I, yes. I do not think that I could I mean, squeeze squeeze a metal fence post. Uh, Maybe okay. <laughs> this is why Kryptonians are so into. I'm saying it again: semen retention is if mm-hmm. they try to jerk off, They'll they squeeze, squeeze too hard. They crush their it's dick. Like, it's like breaking a tube of toothpaste. You ever break a tube of toothpaste because you squeeze it too hard? Oh, I don't like that. No, no, I don't no, want to hear about that. I'm just... Anyway. Um, Maybe you're Kryptonian. Uh, so then... Val uh, Jonathan then says, Clark, you're going to have to decide what kind of man you want to grow up to be because you're going to change the world for better or for worse. And again... <laughs> He's not saying, I want you to change the world for better. He's Mm-mm. just like, you're going to make a big splash. And it's mm-hmm. frankly up to you if you want to kill all the kids. Yes. He's it's like, so you know which fucking... way I'm leaning, son. It, and it also just like, <laughs> he said, it's, he's not saying it in a way that implies like, one day you're going to make a decision. I mean, he's literally saying that. But like, it doesn't sound like he's saying, wait to reveal your powers. It kind of makes it seem like he's saying, your powers are going to come out accidentally. You should hold off on revealing them as long as possible right so it's up to you if that first big punch is on your bully or just another kid who also doesn't deserve to die (laughs) so now we're back to he the church clark goes from talking to his father to talking to the father the (gasps) father and so clark is so oh my god so the the beginning part of this conversation is so fucking funny. But here, so let me just take a seat. seat right here. No, uh, here, no, no, I got, uh, I got yeah, it, Sam. Right here. I'm, I'm more. So, so Clark is, uh, Clark is sitting and just, just barely out of focus in the background is not just. So he's having a crisis of faith about whether he should sacrifice himself to save mankind, and mm-hmm. so you would think like if there was a Jesus in the background or maybe a cross that that would be like symbolic parody, um, but. That's not just it. It's it is specifically a stained glass panel of Jesus in the Garden of Geth- Gethsemane, uh, where he is praying to his father and asking, "Should I sacrifice? Why must I sacrifice mm-hmm. myself to save mankind?" Oh, mm-hmm. now I get it. Mm-hmm. Oh my! And God. also, can we also just say that this scene begins with the, the priest going over to him and being like, "Is there anything I can help you? You know, what are you, what are you grappling with, my son?" And he goes, Father, uh, I'm an alien. I'm an alien. And the priest is like, oh. Oh, shit. Well, get back. Okay. I'm gonna, oh, yeah, sure. The, the I'm priest, gonna go we get my shitting this. pants the, on. The um, priest is listening to the radio, and they're talking about the Kal-El alien uh-huh. situation. And yeah, he's, Clark yeah, just he's walks like, the in alien like, they're looking for is me. Just and like points father, at the radio, and he's like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm that one. I'm, I'm I don't know why there wasn't, like, a com- why it wasn't... F- a comedic moment because it was really fucking funny the 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 pastor just being like oh 
that it can't, okay. It can't be a comedic moment because it needs to be a Christ allegory moment. I know, and, but it's And so that funny. needs to be taken seriously. It's but then, important. yes, he's he's wondering if he should sacrifice himself for the entire Earth's sins. Did, and hey, Jesus we, is in the background. In a, did we talk on any previous episode? I don't remember about the fact that Superman dies and is resurrected at the same timestamp from movie to movie. What? What? Oh, did huh? we not talk about this? What? What? Oh my god. Okay, I need to I need to pull this up. Okay. What? That's really funny because it's only like halfway through Justice League. Okay. So Superman dies at 2 hours th- uh, 38 minutes 57 seconds and he is resurrected in Zack Snyder's Justice League at 2 hours 38 minutes 57 seconds. Now, what? Well. Why, Zack? Well. Why? Now, 238 John 11238 Bible verse describes the resurrection of Lazarus. Is that why the movie is so long? <laughs> Did we have to watch the fucking Age of Heroes battle so that it would get up to 238? <laughs> Did you really Were you holding this back for us this whole time? Sam! I thought that we talked about it already. No! I, I to to, to be clear to be clear I learned about that uh, I think between uh, movies. Oh my! And I couldn't god. remember if I brought it up already or not. Oh my god! You Why isn't there a scene so of somebody though, opening a tomb in, you in just between? Did this to do fucking numerology on us. Well, this is what's so funny though is like. I was on, uh, be- I, because I learned this uh, when I was I was going through r slash movie details and I and I searched. Uh, okay, wait, why? Why were you on r slash movie details? Because oh, he's God. Sam and he can't help himself. I, I don't. Freak. I honestly don't remember. It was it was some my my browser on my phone recommended me some BuzzFeed <laughs> thing that was like these r slash movie details posts will blow your mind. God and I went it. I went to R slash movie details and I searched uh Snyder and I was just <laughs> looking because I was like I wonder because everyone everyone knows like the oh he's sitting in front of the Jesus stained glass window. This should be he's taught not, in every film class. He's not even centered in that frame. Like it's so obvious that you're supposed it's to like so look obvious. at the thing behind yeah, him. He, yeah. yeah. So so I was I was like, oh, I wonder if there's any more stuff like that that I didn't that we didn't catch. And there were, I will say. There's a lot of posts about like, oh, did you notice that uh, if you if you watch Batman training to fight Superman, he's watching footage of Superman fighting Zod, and Superman always does the same like one two three punch combo, and Batman uses that knowledge to block those punches when he fights Superman. Okay, and it's oh. like oh. okay, like th- there's that, a lot that? like that's the thing. Like I was going through these posts and I was like. Huh, okay, there is a lot of actual, like, really small, interesting details like that. Like, genuinely, uh-huh. he clearly put a lot of thought into a lot of things. Yeah. But I'm just watching this movie, and I'm watching Kevin Costner get eaten by a tornado for no reason, and I'm like, Zach, I feel like you maybe put effort into the wrong thing. Like, maybe if instead of making it an Easter egg, you have it, so, like, you have a training it. montage. What? Like, because Superman gets resurrected Easter. like Easter. All right, okay, whatever. Well, 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 instead of having it, so you have a flashback. What if, like, during their fight, you have Batman flashing back to seeing Superman doing those things and then deflecting them when he does them? 
like maybe you can draw attention to that. It doesn't need to be an Easter egg, Zach. It can be smart. Well, yeah. that's the thing is, I just, I get this vibe from everything about Zack Snyder that I feel like a lot of his effort in these movies, and this, I'll, I will admit, this is maybe a little unfair of me to say this, but I do get the sense that a lot of the details in these movies were inserted into the movies so that people can post about it on stuff like r slash movie yeah. details. I, mean, I do yeah. think like, that... Did I, you not, notice I will, that Zack I will say, Snyder... I do think and that Zack is who are his a, fans, if not Redditors? I do right. think that Zack is a fairly competent film director. I don't, I don't think that he is a good writer. I think he's a very, very bad writer. But I think right. that a lot of... like So, like, I think that one of the principal differences between this part and the first part we watched is this part has a shit ton more dialogue. And that's where, like, he, he's... Like, all of the parts of it, except for when people are talking and having character motivations and doing things are pretty good. Uh, that's not to say that he's good at making movies, but he's, like, technically competent in certain ways that mm-hmm. I can appreciate. It, that, that he is uniquely competent in, too. Like, mm-hmm. he has, like, these these sort of things that he likes to do that I appreciate, and I think that he does well. Uh, but those are often overshadowed by the fact that his movies are, by and large, pretty dog shit. Learning this is like opening up a fridge door, and you just see shelf after shelf of rotting and moldy leftovers. And then Zach runs over to me and says, look, 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 look in the vegetable drawer. I, The vegetables are in alphabetical order. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. Broccoli. That's really good, Val. That's really good, Val. <laughs> From alfalfa to zucchini. Uh- uh- <laughs> I, I did I searched R slash movie details for Batman v Superman and Oh yeah. This is so funny because again, this is like I think that this was done for people to notice it and post about it on R slash movie details. But oh, yeah. I'm just like, what is the point? There is a moment that we will get to later in this section of the movie. In one frame, where, you can see Martha turning into Martian Manhunter. <laughs> where Superman... Do you remember the scene that we, we will get to in a bit where Superman has like a sort of psychic vision dream thing where he is like in a pit of skulls and he gets sucked oh, yeah. down into yeah, the pit? Yeah, he has his nightmare. Yeah. Yes. Remember in Batman v Superman when everyone has the fucking skull face paint on Dia de los Muertos? And, and he sinks into like, it! Oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, what is the point, is though? Is that a parallel? Is that to a parallel? what end, Zachary? Yeah, to what end? What does that mean? Maybe that's why he has that confused face, because he's like, oh, this is this is what I this is just like that. To do. Oh, that, that's my like, prophetic. What, is it, what does it mean? What does it add? Maybe it's Nothing. to establish that maybe Batman's prophetic visions are not actually reality from the future, but in fact... Oh, that- God. Maybe All right, where, where were we? What do you mean? Okay. Oh, um, the the um, stained glass well, window. Oh, you're about to tell me that I can go to bed. <laughs> so white the, Portuguese. The the pastor says, uh, "Well, um, I've never had to give someone advice on whether they should kill themselves because they're an alien." Uh, <laughs> what is your What does your gut say, son? To be and, fair, there's no reason for him to believe that Zod wants him dead. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, but so Superman says, well, you know, I don't think I can trust Zod. But honestly, I don't know if I can trust any of you bitches either. It's and more like if God away. reached down to Jesus and was like, son, do you want to come live with me in heaven? That's well, what happens the in the Garden thing. of Gethsemane. Oh, what oh, are and you then, talking about? 
That is what happens in. Well, in fucking excuse me for Somebody being Jewish. Bible today. Someone needs to read the Bible. I, I also definitely didn't read the don't. Bible. The I, Bible I cannot be prerequisite reading for Man of Steel. <laughs> you gotta read the Bible, Sam. You gotta convert. Oh my god! Like you is that why you wanted to do this podcast? Because I to... want to convert you to Christianity so you can go oh to heaven. Oh my god! Yes. Well, you have to work First, on the Christianity you... and his misogyny, so it's like it's a huge project <laughs> no, to get Sam into heaven. I mean, I'm, no. I will, I will force you to witness. Well, uh, you've seen who wants to be a superhero, and then you will witness to me. Yeah, you have seen, <laughs> you have seen Sam become more misogynist as this podcast goes on. That's not true. And so, and I, I'm rubbing off on him so he can get into heaven because you have to. They wouldn't let you do that on Krypton. They wouldn't let you. They, they won't let you into heaven unless Don't you're rub you off fucking on hate women. On no. No, 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 no. Hey, you can okay. rub up on anything, <laughs> just don't fertilize. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so, Sam, um, can mm-hmm. you can we prevail upon you um, to do one small thing? I because dread um, to think what it might read be. the Bible. Superman says, "I don't know if I can trust Zod or any of the people here. I gotta go." He leaves. He turns to leave, and then the priest says, "Well, sometimes." You have to take a leap of faith. Okay, I literally first. have in my notes. I am not editing the Assassin's Creed sound effect in. <laughs> uh, uh, That's it. Different I want podcast. A church Clark. The rules do not apply to, to this. Wait, Giga, Giga, read her Bible. Giga, will you? <laughs> Giga, will you do the sound while I say it? Yeah. Or will you say it and I'll do the sound? Oh uh, yeah, a leap of faith. Okay, there we go. Sam, you have Didn't to work. that it's audio in. It's supposed to be the, the same time. I will, I'll sync them up. I'll do that for no, you. No, you have to put the, you have to put the sound effect in. I Every absolutely don't. It's a different you, podcast. It's the same don't. podcast. It's you not. recorded on the same day. You don't have I will to reference Kyle XY running want. jokes on this podcast, but I will not reference Kyle XY running jokes on this podcast. Okay. What's the difference? Anyway, then we, we get some porno shots of a lot of guns and tanks and we're all just cheering and fist pumping for the US Army. So, yeah, the, the army is already is all the, the military is already your superpower to... tax dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're in Death Valley for some reason. Why are they uh-huh. in Death Valley? Like you gotta go in the middle Zod, of the desert like, if you're going to w- see some Where they like, aliens. okay, hey Zod, where do you want to meet? I, I I don't know. What's the like lowest what's point? What's the most in, ominously named place on your What's the lowest point in your favorite country? Yeah, uh, do you have any uh do you have any helipads that are like 2 miles wide? My ship's kind of huge. Yeah, what's really what if, flat? Uh so Superman what is if that his... was their, like, petty way of being like, look, if he's going to come down from space, at least we can make him go as close to sea level as possible. <laughs> G- we're going to make him go the extra mile. Yeah, you can meet us in Florida. Fuck you. <laughs> it's um, going to be hot. <laughs> so Clark has put on his Superman suit, which when I first saw it, I was like, this is stupid. Why is he wearing a Superman suit? He could just wear clothes. But then I remembered... It's his Kryptonian clothing. So, like, if he's going to go meet with a Kryptonian, he might as well wear his one outfit that he knows oh they'll can wear. You, uh, can you imagine, though? Let's just let's just extrapolate <laughs> this to a to a parallel so, scenario, yeah, okay? Suppose that we we here on Earth we <laughs> sent a child to to Mars to live with the Martians, and he finds out that he's from Earth. And he puts on his human clothes, and he comes back to Earth, and he's just wearing a jester costume. And he's like, hello, I'm Earthling boy! Like, like, oh, God. Yeah. You said, they're like... <laughs> it's 
Zod is just like, what are you wearing? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what if I'm sorry, are you, you on like the set of a period drama? Like, what is this, Kal-El? <laughs> Did someone prank you? It's like in the it's like in the the Futurama episode where they go back to the two thousands, but they go back to like nineteen fifty, so they're wearing like nineteen eighties clothes and being like, "What's up, home slice?" And like they also have like, "Oh my god, so funny, so good." Yes, he puts on his jester hat and he goes to meet. Forsooth, governor. I also this is a good as as good of a time as any to mention. So we know that Kal-El gets his energy from the sun and that he's really powerful because he spent so much time here on Earth absorbing its radiation. Now, mm-hmm. assumedly, he's not going outside of the Earth atmosphere to absorb all of that radiation. So if the sun is so good for him, why is his costume um, just covering him from oh. neck to wrist to ankle? Right. Why doesn't he, like Quiet from Metal Gear Solid have his entire body out and why are his titties out ashamed of our words and deeds when we learn that yes yes i I don't think he should be wearing i don't i think he he absorbs the like penetrating radiation not the light oh yeah no yeah penetrating radiation not like no like penetrating radiation gamma rays it doesn't matter how many clothes you're wearing it don't it goes through them no, um, yeah. No, you can Giga's get x-rays. On that one. So they don't okay, make you but, take your clothes off when you get an x-ray. Okay, but when I get an x-ray, it matters how much clothes I'm wearing because the x-ray tech at my local hospital is really cute. So <laughs> so you just like, they're like, I really oh. like to thought it up before I get yeah, there. You, I'm like, yeah, they're like, hey, they're like, you, you don't need to. And you're like, I want it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you have to put I on didn't ask anywhere. for a urine sample. Okay. <laughs> Oops, haha. But that, see, here's but my I do think that he should have a scrotal window. Yeah, that, no, see, that's here's my point. I think that he should wear a banana hammock just because he wants to. Mm-hmm. That's also a great option. He doesn't get cold. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll Zod meets up with, with him, him and he's like, Kal-El, it's okay. You don't know our customs, but why can't I see your balls right now? So <laughs> let's well, pop he, that bad should, boy open. We should compromise with him and he'll wear um, the banana hammock and... The cape. That's good. And then he could get a chest piece of the the sigil of L, so that he's always wearing it, <laughs> even when he's on spring spring break. So were, sadly, yeah. we do need to talk about Superman and his hot hot chemistry with Lois Lane. Oh my god! Could he also be wearing a ball gag? Yeah, sure. Just for yeah, why not? Fun. Okay. Ah, what the heck? Yeah. Pop one in there. So he oh. floats down, and the army is there, and Swanwick says hello, and he says, "I'm here to talk to Lois Lane. He I will surrender." He does, like, a robot voice. He's like, I would like to speak to Lois Lane. Yeah, that's um, the Superman I remember. Like, why? But I will say there's some stuff that I like coming up. Yeah. Oh, totally. A lot of the Superman stuff is great. I like when he's flexing. The Superman and Lois stuff? No, no, I don't like the Lois stuff. I like when he's flexing, though. I like when he's... uh, We'll get there. This movie... Why is there so much fucking movie? They take him to the most sterile room ever. To talk yeah. to Lois, and it's um, him sitting on one side of the table with handcuffs on, and her on the other side. Um, and uh, she's like, "Why do you have handcuffs on?" And he's like, "They like them. I don't know. It's like a sexual thing. Whatever." Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that your people put handcuffs on. Yeah, for fun. I, I'm like, it, he like, says like it makes them feel better. Basically, like it makes yeah. Them feel more no, I, I I had written in the script, "Ha ha handcuffs." 
<laughs> I wrote in the script, this chemistry is too hot, holy fuck, this sucks. Yeah, I start, It's so bad. They're so I, wooden. I mean, These just, two actors are great, and in, put them in a scene together, and they're both just like, you see, uh, see my problem was like, that I, 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 I couldn't take notes because I was too busy jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, I'm not here wait, to surrender to Zod, I'm here to surrender to mankind for their benefit or Sorry, whatever. what was that? What was that, Val? Why were you jacking off? Because the chemistry was so hot. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Have you yeah, learned nothing from the Kryptonians? <laughs> uh, so, I hate them. I was, learned, I was following the lessons of the movie. They, they, so, it was their folly. I yeah, hated that. Actually, that's true. So I hated corn. this because she's like, what does the S stand for? And he's, and he's like, it's not an S, you fucking rude. Oh, yeah, this says, is where well, Sam, this is well, where Sam Earth, blows it's his S. fucking lid. Uh, I and, wrote in my notes. And she says, oh, uh, like, I know uh, what it could stand for. How about Sue? Excuse then... me, sir. Can I talk to you? I'm a scientist. <laughs> I'm like they almost. God damn it! How what about the, the super of Metropolis? Suck Lois my is like dick. the super vigilante from <laughs> Metropolis. <laughs> what if she goes back? At, what if she's like, oh. Oh, suck mine! Because she's <laughs> going that... back into hardball mode. Wait. How about they're always enjoyer? They're always calling him like him. Yeah, in... the alien. Well, yeah, in like in in um, I keep like all I could think of was League of Legends. What Justice League? In Justice League, they call him like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't say his name ever. They can't the say only Superman. time he's ever referred to as Superman is that like title card where it's like yeah. mankind meets the Superman. Do you well, think I they're think never they... going to say it? Yes, I don't know. Yeah, exactly I don't think they're ever going to say it. That is so stupid. Maybe they'll say it. They never say Batman. They will never say Superman. You know, they'll say it in the Suicide Squad because that movie doesn't take itself seriously. He's the soup. They'll call. They'll call him Superman. I think. In they'll the Suicide call, they'll Squad. call him Joel McHale the Soup. Maybe they'll call him Superman in Wonder Woman. So the nerd is here. Yeah, from I mean, I, I think it should be his name. I don't know why it's like. Oops, we almost said it. <laughs> it's not like because his name is Granny too, Goodness. Too it needs to be serious. So the nerd what from does earlier Carol is here. Mean? Oh, uh, nothing. He says, uh, "Hello, alien. I am Doctor." And he's like, "Emil Hamilton. I can see your ID in your pocket." And I like also, that. I like it. Uh, I, there, you've also got a half-eaten roll of lifesavers, and there's a bunch of soldiers preparing a tranquilizer for me, but it won't be necessary. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I did, so he's I looking really through. Like, through no, the, he's talking the, to this guy the through one the one-way way mirror, mirror. Yeah, yeah. and we see it from like Lois's vantage point. It's just a mi- mirror. So he's using, yeah, he's using his X-ray vision yeah, and his I, zooming lens, so, eyeballs, and I, I think he's like even looking through like this. through the walls into another room where all the soldiers are preparing the tranquilizer. Yeah, yeah. I found I found it mostly pretty annoying, I'll say. The the one part of it that did work for me was when he's like, "Well, you understand, we have to take precautions. After all, you could be carrying an alien pathogen." And he's yeah. like, that, "I'm that 33 is... years old." <laughs> like, he's yeah. 33 years old. So, the... and he's going to give himself up to save the world cuz he's 33 years old. So, Which is the age that Jesus was crucified? Oh, was yeah, it? Huh, yeah, yes. True. I will say Henry Cavill free. was thirty-three when this movie was filmed. Uh, that's just that's just reality tying into it. <laughs> that's why they cast. That's just uh, a crossover, so, yeah. So that so we yeah we've established that 
the, the, the Bible metaphor, the, the, the epic Bible metaphor was why Justice League is super long. Um, the, uh, so maybe, maybe that's why he had such a feud with Warner Brothers, because they were like, you, we can't, we can't spend this many million dollars no. so you can make a funny Bible. And right. he's like, they're like, pick a different verse. Right, just or just be like, oh, it's it's eleven two thirty eight. Why have it happen thirty eight so, minutes? In? Uh, but what I'm uh, what I'm getting at is I I think that this scene works because I I, I didn't perceive it as him just kind of flexing. I was um, like engaging in good faith and not pretending like like yeah. he's like he like he has he has the. Um, he has the privilege of engaging in good faith. It's not something that everyone who would like Martian Manhunter particularly could do, uh, because he is like invincible and he knows that they can't hurt him. But um, Martian yeah. Manhunter is also pretty invincible. Yeah, but he's clandestine, you know. I um, did. I did like when when he he gets up, he just snaps the handcuffs off, and yeah, he's so like, they make a little like ding. Superman yeah, doesn't like, want and them to There's... think that he's hiding anything from them. Yeah, and he says, look, I know <laughs> you're scared of me because you that... can't control me. You know that you can't control me. You will never be able to control me. So you just need to trust that I'm not your enemy. He's basically like, if if I if I wanted to, like, escape and fight back, I, I could easily beat you. So you just have to trust that I mean it when I say that I'm here to help. Yeah, so then he rips off already. his costume so it's just a, a banana hammock and puts in his ball gag. And it's I, like, take me to Zod. No, <laughs> I will say, I I do I do want to stress he does he does not say the line. If I wanted you dead, you'd be dead. And I was no, really that's, that's glad that he didn't Superman. say it because I always hate when characters say that line because mm-hmm. yeah. that's not reassuring. No, but yeah. I, I, I do just, think it's that he, a funny thing that he said in Batman v Superman. Yeah, I do think that he did he did the Batman. best like like good faith as you said way of being like. Yeah. Please, please believe me when I say that I'm here to help. Like that's and kind this of is the absolutely he wants to establish with with these people, and I think that that's really smart of him. And right. that's absolutely and says, like, to Henry Cavill's credit as well. I mean, it's it would have been really easy for somebody to be like, I know I'm the fucking shit. You can't control me. Like to do the have the wrong feeling in this scene, mm-hmm. and and he nails well, it. Jesus. He has this like he has such a benevolent face when he wants to. You know what I'm kind of surprised about. We saw what? him work in a lot of odd jobs. I'm honestly thinking about it now, kind of shocked that he wasn't a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would go to hit the nail and he would break a fucking hole in the stud or the whatever. That's true. He wouldn't That's be able true. to apply like a small amount. It's of a job like that a, involves hitting things. They have like to break right. a fucking yeah. hole in that stud, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you mean. So, so then he says, this... take me to Zod. Do And the general's like, we are still going to like, make a drink for you and stuff. And he's like, do what you got to do, General. And and while he's saying that, we see him from the side of the mirror. So we see him talking to himself. And it's like, he's manned up and he's decided to be a hero now. And then we smash cut to the funniest fucking shot I this have is, ever seen. I, it's so funny. It's Superman and Lois standing, just like facing each they other are in a giant empty desert void. In the In every sense of the word, Standing very straightly. It's so funny. <laughs> and I mean, to that point, like, it really needs to be emphasized that if this was an original story and we didn't have the cultural context of Superman and his love interest Lois Lane, this is fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, 
they have no connection, no mm-hmm. chemistry, no history, no emotion between they don't them. They even like each and, other. And this scene nope. where he's like, goodbye, Lois. I'm just like, okay, Ooh. bye. Like, this yeah. is this is basically like a woman that you, like, met for five minutes. Like, yeah. you don't know her. And you, It's I, nothing. I get that it can be like, you know, it can be bonding. She's the only other person besides, like, his family that knows his secret and Pete. Um, that can be like, you know, I want another human to help me. Also, why wasn't he like, I want to see my mom, whatever. Um, But right. We know Lex said it himself that the most important guy, the most important woman in any guy's life is his dear old mommy. mommy. His dear old mommy. Um, But yeah, it's it. The chemistry isn't like my beautiful lover who I have just found and is my soulmate. It's you already have to leave. Oh, no. It's like kind of like, oh, we never. Uh. Right, kind of he, thought we would he, smash. He, like he all but says it was nice meeting you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're holding hands. Mm-hmm. Why? They look like they're about to kiss. I'm like, what are you doing? Yes, but then he he doesn't. Thank God. Don't kiss. He's like, oh, Zod's here. Yeah, Zod shows up. Uh, she goes back to stand behind the army. Zod uh, does not show up. No, it, it's not actually bug Zod. Ship it's like comes and lands. The ship looks a, like a, a bug. little a little baby ship. It's Zod's hot. But it's not a penis ship. Why? And then out of the bug comes some sexy bug ladies. I feel like I feel like Zach has a thing for short-haired, hot lieutenants. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, who else has that? Uh, Lex Luthor and um, and Darkseid because he's great goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Darkseid. Also, Uh, I think he would be the kind of director who would be like this woman is in the military she's a badass of but course her hair still, is short but she's like, still a sexy fucking bitty <laughs> yeah, yeah well i don't know if you noticed when swanwick is at like norad hq or whatever mm-hmm. there's this one woman who has short hair and we will see her again in batman v superman she's just kind of nervous looking though yeah that's true uh so th- this is a kryptonian zod friend named Mm -hmm. uh she she's apparently in the comics she's like his love interest slash wife a lot of the time uh faura ul i think was her name i do want to say also i i just remembered i did look it up uh his full name is drew zod we know that i said that last time drew oh did you yeah his name is d-r-e-w no it's d-r-u Drew? Drew Zod, yeah, his name is Drew. Drew and Laura had a disagreement about what they should do once the planet <laughs> implodes. Really? So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. She says, hi, Kal-El. Hi, Kal-El. She says, looking, hello, Kal-El. I'm here to like take a you. Snack. Huh. I'm here to take you to the, the place. And she says, also, Zod wants her. And she points at Lois. Doesn't she, says, she say her name isn't she like lois no that one no no she says that one and stuff how does how do they know that superman even has a girl near him like how do they know like is he like go get me superman and if there's a love interest looking person there get them too no no, he probably likes it maybe he's just a big fan of amy adams there's no explanation for this it's like the Futurama episode where the the aliens come to like get the the final episode of Single Female Lawyer to air. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh my god, is, I loved you in Enchanted. That, that I mean, right? yeah, I mean, that's the second time we've referenced those episodes. I think in 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 Man of Steel. Oh, it must a, be true it's, then because it's a movie about aliens visiting Earth. 
what else would yeah, we talk but about? I, I but talked about it, it was the only, that. It was the only that other story like that that has ever been told. It, because I, yeah. I said that like they saw friends during the Krypton segment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I real I yes, I realized later that that was what that referenced to. So sorry about that. I realized later also, as in right now. Yeah. Why does why does why does Joey the largest of the friends not simply eat the other ones? Uh-uh. Okay, so so Faraul says, if you don't give us that woman, I will tell General Zod that you refuse to comply. Lois says, I'll go because I have to be with my boyfriend who I just met. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take her back to the ship. They blast off and they, uh, Lois and Superman, like, hold hands. But this time, they're actually, he's giving her the codex stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faraul gives Lois a breather because she says that the atmosphere on the big ship will be different you, from the atmosphere yeah, it, the that way Lois you sound is that, used to. You said that it made it sound like, like she gets a five she minute gets a break. break. Yeah, no, like Just a like Lois a, a breather, like a respirator. Yeah, a they, respirator. They, they put a, a like a it looks like a cone around her head, but then she a does CGI. call it a breather. Yeah, for the yeah, it she calls it a breather. Yeah, take a breather. I'm not, I'm not being silly. <laughs> I'm being accurate. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, and then, she's also uh, it, the CGI breather is cool. It it looks like a clear yeah, helmet. I would and, like, like to say the lady, the bug lady, has it too, and like hers, like turns opaque. Yeah, and I would like to clear. say that uh, continuing uh, from the beginning, the Kryptonian stuff looks generally pretty cool. Yeah, we yeah, learned that it's very fra- we learned that it's very fragile and 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 mostly ill conceived, but it does look pretty cool. I want to mm-hmm. say, like I like I like Zod. You like the in what eugenesis guy? What? I think he's a, I think he's a cool character. Yes, I think he's kind of cool too. I like that that uh, you know Clark walks onto the ship and he meets Zod and and he's like, "Are you Zod?" And Farrell is like, "That's General Zod to you." And Zod's like, well, "Don't fucking hold, hold on." He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't know our culture. Look, like we're we're basically meeting a baby. Yeah, lo- like, look at him. He's dressed like, in, like a jester. <laughs> look how much. Yeah. yeah. He's, and he's he's like don't His don't get angry at him. This this meeting is is a this is a cause for celebration. Like it's not. It would be like, so we should funny. Be, we're if, like I'm I'm thrilled to meet this. It jester. would be so funny if, <laughs> right. if if everyone had the pussy outlook on the Kryptonian <laughs> I just I I feel like there you know there there's a there's a very common trope of like the villain meets the hero and he's like join me but this didn't yeah. feel like an evil join me this was like no. from zod's perspective like this is a huge moment for the kryptonian culture and he's like this is our future like i'm so genuinely happy to meet him i was like that's i mean that's yeah. a, a cool angle Sam- I don't understand why Superman doesn't go into this meeting with a similar attitude. I don't, like, I know that Zod is like, well, I'm going to blow up the planet if he disagrees. I, I'm not going to go but into... But I, I just can't imagine, like, being the last of your species, and then you meet, like, ten other people that are your species also, and you're like, wow, your politics suck, I'm going to kill all of you. Yeah, I think it like, would have been different be if like, it wasn't... Come on, Zod, we're the last Kryptonians. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't him going to sacrifice himself, the, um, I think that he would feel I, a little I, I different. I feel like... Um, well, I just feel like he could go under the guise of sacrificing himself and then, like, try and work something this out is with very, Zod, try to talk yeah, to him. This, th- but this moment's very, like, uh, the end of Invincible. Like, it, it feels very similar to that, where it's like Zod's... Mm. Zod's uh, I don't want to go into specifics, do I... Well, Zod's view of it is kind of like this thing where he doesn't really view these people as people on Earth. He views them more as like just a 
a sort of they they they're, they're not they've been keeping the the planet warm for them. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's I mean it's settler mindset. Yeah, it's extremely it's exactly he's, he's the, extremely what, a colonist, know, yeah. Colonialists did to Native Americans. He's a colonizer people, like Yeah. So he um he explains to uh first of all Zod has grown a quarantine uh goatee. Yeah, he looks he looks like shit. Uh so, yeah. not a Zod good look. looks pretty bad. <laughs> So he uh, he starts to does he start to, to explain the plan and then Clark feels so, weird. Yeah, well, yeah. He he just says like we we need to uh, welcome him in with open arms, and then Clark is like, oh, I don't feel so good. Mm-hmm. He and Zod is like, well, don't don't worry. Like you've adapted. I don't, oh, I don't think we mentioned there was a line from Martha when she was talking to Clark earlier, where she was like. When we first found you and you were a baby, like you were, oh, yeah. it was so scary because you were like struggling to breathe all the time. Mm-hmm. So Zod basically says like, you've had your whole life to adapt to this planet that your biology is not really synced up with. And mm-hmm. now you're struggling to adapt to Kryptonian atmosphere and air and yeah. all that. Yeah. Uh, and, Lois, and Lois is like, help him, help him. He falls to the ground to like cough up some blood. And Lois goes over to him and turns around and says, Martha is his mother's name. It's his mother's name. <laughs> My baby. My she does baby. the exact same fucking pose. It's like, find she different does, br- blocking, yeah. perhaps. No, it's, it's, yeah, see, it's, and it's she, like poetry. She's like, help him. And Zod says, no, nah, it'll, it's like poetry. He just has to get used to it. He'll be fine. It's, it's like Yeah, poetry. he's like, whatever he's going through, it has to, has to pass. And she's like, help him. It's like, you already got your answer. Stop asking. And this, this part, I I don't know what's going on here. Like, uh, yeah. so, both in in just the general like overview of like what is this scene? Like, how is this happening? But also like, mm-hmm. I was just kind of lost throughout all of this. So Superman it's, has a funny Zod dream. Maybe Zod's putting so, it in his brain. Maybe it's not. Uh, Superman passes out on the floor, and they drag him um, by his ankles to the holodeck. Yeah, and then yeah, I would say, yeah, like, I say he's, that he's Superman... like having a, a dream, but mm-hmm. it is also like a very real conversation. Like, are Kryptonians yes. psychic? No, like, I, is think that that, I think that they. Ju- I think that he's just in the holodeck hanging out. Uh, anyway, yeah, so what we so see Zod, is Zod has him... a very poorly thought out way of. Is this kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy two? Where it's just like you you've Slightly, made a yeah. you've made a big mistake here in like that you're showing like hey we're gonna terraform this planet and make it into a new Krypton in the way that you choose to sorry cryptoform this planet and make it into a new Krypton and the way that he chooses to show that is to show him his childhood home being annihilated mm-hmm. uh, and then have yeah. him sinking into a pit of skulls which I feel like right. is a which bad you- way. To convince anybody of doing anything. But I do (laughs) think that it makes sense with Zod's character that his belief is basically like, yes, our civilization is hundreds of thousands of years old. Like, we extended across the galaxy. Like, humans basically just got here. Like, they don't matter. Like, Mm -hmm. like... Yeah, yeah, but Clark, like, well, Clark, sh- Kal-El should feel like, oh, let me cast them aside and be the future of the Kryptonian race. Yeah, like, yeah but I, I think I'm it just, makes sense that he thinks that that would be a good argument. I'm just saying, Zod I'm just coming saying in as a Kryptonian. Yeah. And if even if someone's like, hey, 
you want to go out to dinner? I'll pay. And then they show me a dream of my childhood home getting annihilated and me thinking <laughs> a bit of skulls. I'm going to not, I'm going to turn them down. Um, <laughs> so what happens in this scene is Kellel Clark wakes up in yeah, the, the, the field farm outside of his house. Um, Zod starts explaining everything that happened to him and his people. So he says, we were sent to the Phantom Zone, but then on our the way to the Phantom Zone... zone. The Phantom Zone. It's very four kids kind yeah, of. Yeah, that sounding. was a very that was the most comic booky that we get until the mother box. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, you know, we were we were gonna be banished, but then the planet exploded, so we uh were just supposed to be like out we we're just hanging out in space and like waiting to die of starvation. And so we changed the phantom drive into a warp drive. Why it, which why is the, the phantom that? projector he called. Why can it do oh, that? Projector. Why can it do why can it make makes it well, it goes see, this, this is what really bothered me because like I, I think we've probably touched on this before, but uh a big problem that I have with the MCU that for all of the DCEU's faults I don't have with the DCEU is that the MCU is so soulless. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when I watch Zack Snyder's DC movies, I'm like, this guy fucking loves this yeah, shit. Yeah, he really, like, he's he, real into he it. He loves these comics. Like, And that's, I think, the problem is he wants to put everything in because he uh-huh. cares about it so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like fucking cut this shit with the phantom zone like it has no bearing on anything <laughs> yeah. i don't know what it is like yeah it, it literally doesn't impact the story at all so just say like they sent us in exile and then the planet exploded and we said like okay well the exile means nothing now like uh, uh, that's uh, all you needed time, to say like i would still rather have this than the like embarrassed trek that comes out of the mcu Oh yeah, I mean, I I agree. I I hate the MCU. I, I, I prefer like, this to the MCU. As much as we shit on these movies, I highly prefer them. Um, no, I I agree. I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again. But yeah, I'm just like he he wanted the Phantom Zone to be there because I do know that like that is a thing that like Zod gets banished to the Phantom Zone, but it it doesn't. It's there's no relevance here. Like just the reason... ignore the Phantom Zone. Just say like. The the planet exploded, and we convinced the guards who were supposed to oversee our exile. Like, yeah, because you can't. You have to. You have to collaborate with us because otherwise we're all fucked. Yeah, but like I that's mean, all you see, needed. But we do see them being turned into pe- penises and shot into the random zone. We do see them being turned into and penises. And would you so give that up? Reason... Would you give that up? No, you're right. You're right. The reason Zod explains all of the stuff about the Phantom Zone is because the Phantom Projector gets turned into the warp drive, and you, last section, last episode of Zero to Zero, were like, why do they have a baby uh, yeeter randomly in there? Why would they have this? And Zod says... Wait, were they going to send you to the Phantom Zone? did something... Wait, why did Jor-El have a phantom projector? Jor-El did the same thing. Why did, did wait, a similar thing. Why does Jor-El have because a gay baby jail? Why does Bruce Wayne Batman have a Wayne Corp thing? He stole it from work. What? <laughs> Obviously. Oh, uh, Jor-El is a scientist. He would have all kinds of stuff. No, no, of he doesn't pens. steal it. He owns it already. Yeah. He owns it already. But and other people's you mugs. could have just said, "Why does yeah. Silas Stone have the mother box?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
so yeah, he. Th- this also, I I was a little let down that the the structure of the movie. I kind of wished that we had been following this along over the course of the movie. Yeah. I thought it was a little underwhelming to have Zod show up like an hour and a half later and be like, ah, remember me? Here's how I got here. We really rushed through the first act, and I feel like it needed a lot more love. Yeah, so so Zod basically explains, like, we converted the Phantom Projector to a hyperdrive. We looked looked through all the old colonial outposts, but Mm -hmm. uh, there were no survivors. It was just skeletons. uh, And Jester hats. We 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 salvaged their jester outfits and weapons and a mm-hmm. world engine that one of them had so that we could mm-hmm. crypto form Earth. So that was convenient. Mm-hmm. And then, wouldn't you know it, 33 years into our prep, you activated that scout ship and it turned on a distress beacon that we followed right to you, buddy. And here you are, little baby and boy. Of, and all of this was explained because none of it happened on screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Do you yeah. think that all the Kryptonians are dead uh, because um, Darkseid killed them? Which Kryptonians? All the colonial outposts. Do you think that they just rotted after, or do you uh, think that maybe Darkseid maybe. hunted them down because he doesn't like them? I don't know. That, that could I be it. I think it's because know. they didn't get any supplies or any new stuff sent to them but in what's the fucking years. point of crypto forming? I don't know. It's but. fun. No, it's not. <laughs> I also it's fun for Zod. Zod likes it. Zod likes fun it, for me just to cryptoform. Look how much uh, fun planet. he's having. Also, I really like that uh these this movie in Justice League, there's the same it's just the same villain yep. problem again. I want to I want to terraform the earth want, to make yeah, it like yeah, my yeah, own planet. To, uh, I want to apocalypse form. I want to make apocalypse yeah. Uh, yeah, but Zod is kind of like, and we got a world engine, which is like um, what the mother boxes do when they form the unity, except it's not evil when we do it. So mm-hmm. that's so, fun. Okay. What, don't you want to join? So Zod says, uh, Clark, you have the power to save our race. The Codex holds the genetic template for every Kryptonian who has, who has yet to be born. But your father stole it and he sent it to Earth with you. So that you can rebirth Krypton on planet Earth. So, mm-hmm. here we run into the core ethical problem that Superman faces uh, during the movie, which is an interesting one. What if you are the last surviving member of your species, and then you find that there are more of them, but the more of them are Nazis? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, that would suck. That'd be fucked up. It's kind of like the creature problem. Like, what is it okay to have a Nazi slave? (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to bring up creature from Harry Potter. (laughs) God. Uh, So Clark sees in his holodeck vision, uh, one of the world engines turns on. It blasts the ground with lasers. Kent Farm is destroyed in a cloud of smoke and dust. Which John loves because it kind of looks like a hurricane eating the whole house up. (laughs) He says to uh, Zod, he says... So if Krypton lives again, what happens to Earth? And Zod's like, Earth is only the foundation on which we will build Krypton because a foundation must be built on something. And mm-hmm. that's when we see Clark is now standing uh, in front of the destroyed farm on like a sea of a hundred million human skulls. Mm-hmm. And he starts sinking in. And then Zack he Snyder says, says, this will be cool in the next movie. It'll make sense. He says, he says to Zod... I can't be part of your genocide plan. And Zod says, well, there's urine in the ball pit, so. (laughs) 
Clark I'm wakes up. Into that. He's like restrained on a table, and Zod says, "You know, I killed Jor-el, and it makes me sad every day." But I'd do it again if I had to, in a heartbeat, because I again, have a duty to my again. people. Again, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 problem. I killed your dad. Bad. Bad way to do it. Yeah. Superman guesses, too. Jor-El is like, he, I mean, uh, Zod is like, Jor-El acquitted himself well or something right, right, like that. Right, that's true, and that's like, true. And, and Clark is like, oh, you dad? killed him? And I was like, wait, how did you get that from that? I didn't even understand what he said. And so then He's a, like a creepy skull-faced German Kryptonian comes in. And do you oh think that God. he's normal? No, he's a torturer. Um, he's a Kryptonian Nazi scientist. Yeah. He's fucking uh, Desaad from <laughs> Justice he League. Is. Yeah, this, this guy's got to be a comics character. I'm sure that he has a name that we don't know, we don't hear, and I don't know if he survives this part of the movie. Because, uh, oh, there, there's a there's a quick little cutaway shot to two, like, little ships flying down from the big ship, mm-hmm. and Swanwick monitors them on the screen, and they fly to Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Literally, the only thing I wrote for that scene was, General is so not Martian Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> Except, what if he is, though? So Every time of, I see him, I'm like, you're not him! I truly don't understand what Martian Manhunter has to do with any of this. So, okay. Uh, the the Nazi-looking Kryptonian is like, you know, Clark, the, the ship's environment neutralizes the strength that you absorb from the sun, so you can't you escape. as weak as a human being. Yeah, and he injects <laughs> Clark with something. Lois no, gets he, thrown he pulls in out a his cell. Blood. Oh, is that what he did? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. Lois gets thrown in a cell, she's looking around, and she says, oh, that was nice of them, they threw me in the cell that has a computer terminal that I can plug the codex yeah, uh, why into. Does, right? okay, so, why would a cell questions. ever have two that? Two questions. Uh-huh. Why does the prison cell have a computer terminal that they can plug the codex I, into? Why you know does second, Lois plug thought, the codex to be fair, into the first is, fucking hole she sees? It does well, fit. Exact, it's a perfect match. It's a perfect match. It's a perfect on second thought, this this is not like a prison ship. This is a terraforming machine. Uh, so I guess this is just a room they're using as a cell. Cryptoforming. Also. Cryptoforming. Also, um, you know, like some like modern kind of like Starbuckses and like train stations and stuff will have regular outlets, but then also have like USB, USB outlets yeah. for charging your phone. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is like that. You can actually, like, you know, if you want, you can actually get your home fitted with those. That's cool. Yeah. But see, if you had a, if you had a USB that had all of the knowledge of, um, <laughs> like an entire guy's consciousness and all of the knowledge of everyone yeah, who will ever be born, it, like, if you plug that USB dongle into your house, your house will create that guy. Is real estate, who, right. wait, is real estate on Krypton really Smart so house. good that there is a outlet in every room? Well, it was. Legally, you have to have an outlet in every room. What? Uh, so you have Lois to have one every four around. feet of wall, Giga. Uh, Lois uh, turns my around house and definitely she sees does not want to have every four feet of wall. Uh, Probably got grandfather. Can you hear me? Am I cutting out again? No, you're good. No, we're just well, ignoring you. We're just talking over you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so Lois turns around and sees Jorel standing behind her and he says, ah! You're going to fuck my son? <laughs> no, and, no, no, sir. And she says, <laughs> uh, 
probably. And he says, I am Cal's father, and you're currently uploading me to the ship's mainframe. I designed this ship, you see, which is a is a pretty convenient turn of events, and I can I can tell you exactly how to mon- modify the ship's atmosphere back to Earth conditions, and then you can relay that information to my son, which doesn't happen. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Also, this is just exactly the same as when Silas is being told the like quarantining procedures, and he's like, "I know, I designed them." It's like usually <laughs> planets have more than one scientist. But on them. I would say that now and. And then we cut we cut to a, a shot of the two little ships flying down to Kansas, and then we come back to to Lois, and she's like, "Thanks for instructing me on that. I can breathe now." <laughs> it basically, and so yeah. basically, for the rest of this scene, he's basically just a smart gun, like in Titanfall, where it's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so basically, so what happens is that uh, the the angry lady is like, "Why can't I breathe anymore?" And mm-hmm. so she comes in, uh, assuming that Lois had something to do with this, and uh, cl- catches. She fucking slams the door shut on her and kills her. Yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. no. She's like, alive later. She's alive later. No, no, no. This was a different. Oh, lady. Okay, so no, yeah. yeah uh, uh, Jor-El kills her with a door uh, after they be caught in flagrante delicto, which means standing next to each other. Uh, and he's like, pick up the gun. And Lois is like, oh, okay. And so basically, yeah, for the rest of the scene, uh, Jor-El is basically the smart gun in Titanfall 2, where it's just like, yeah, kind yeah. of point, like, point it this way, shoot, point it this way, shoot. I do, I do mm-hmm. also want to address one minor gripe that I had that doesn't matter, but it was also weird and confusing, uh-huh. which is that throughout this scene, He's referring to the thing that up to this point has always been referred to as the codex. He's he keeps calling it the command key. Yeah. And I'm I'm just like why well, maybe, so, why are you changing the name? So, on us so here's here's the thing. The here's, he took the codex and put it, it into yeah, the car key. Yeah. So maybe why so, has it never been called? The, I don't like, know literally, because they don't know they can't, because they don't know they didn't that know it's he, in the form of the command key yet. Why isn't yeah. it just called the codex? I don't. The, so yeah, the codex is. It doesn't need two vague names that don't mean anything. So m- my idea is that the codex, is, the form, the command key is the form factor that the codex was. So like, what if you made the? What if you took the Rosetta Stone and made it into the keys for your car? It would still be the Rosetta Stone, but it would also be your car keys. Right. I, I guess so. So okay. We go back to Clark. We watch his raisins reinflate into grapes. He breaks out of the restraints. <laughs> we do get a quick shot of IHOP where Pete Ross is like walking to his car and he looks up at the ships and he's like, what? But he also fuck? sees the IHOP right? sign above him. Uh, I love all of these cut away. Pete seems nice. Pete seems nice. He seems like a. I, I love that it's just like, yeah. And then he went on to like be a regular human, which is what most people do. Yeah. I like, I like, I like every time we, we cut to Pete, and he's just like, what the He really grounds this <laughs> yeah. movie. So then this is the smart gun scene. Lois is, like, trying to escape from the ship. Jor-El's ghost is like, shoot that guy, shoot that guy. Lois has now killed two people personally with a gun. God, the smart uh, gun segment in Titanfall 2 was really good, huh? Titanfall 2 is so fucking good. It's ridiculous. Uh, just so th- he... Th- huh? Just like... <laughs> Yeah, he he Good. directs her into the escape pod. He says goodbye forever. Just tell tell Clark that the phantom drives are essential in stopping Zod. Oh, and uh, and then and then there's a funny comedy moment where he's like, oh, and by the way, lean left. And she's like, huh? And she leans left right as this is why I this is why I'm like, can nobody else see Jor-El? Because Feora shows up and just punches through him. So my question That's is maybe question. maybe it's maybe he has backface calling. 
and so uh, on- he's only projecting himself from Lois's side. So oh, it's like a video game yeah. when you go out of bounds. And yeah, the walls that's are what not back. That's called backface calling. They they render they oh. don't render the back of the textures. I learned something today. Um, uh, and then she shoots Feora, but because Feora has a name, she just gets knocked back by the gun well, while everyone's the other gotten, guards completely no. explode. No, 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 no. Everyone's got but been knocked back by it. I don't know what movie you're watching. Is that right? Yeah. I thought they died. No, they. I thought they the other guards back. like exploded. No, they 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 all get knocked back. Like it's power oh. rangers shit. Like um, okay, okay. So I thought that she killed them. No, My bad. so oh. she she hits Feora. Uh, and... Oh, my God. Oh, uh, hey, burn arm. Doors close, pod escapes. So, y- y- the pod escapes, but not without damage. Uh, Kryptonian... We learned that Kryptonian technology is kind of shit, because... This is mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. Like, surely the escape pod should be built strong enough that if any damage <laughs> occurs on the ship that needs an escape pod to <laughs> lo- be launched from it, it shouldn't fucking ruin the whole well, thing. Well, I mean, we learned very quickly <laughs> that this, uh, the ship probably needs those escape pods pretty often, because... When, um, because Superman gets up and German man is like, oh, fuck, oh, no, I'm out of here. And so he gets out of there and then Jor-El appears and Superman's like, ah, uh, but, <laughs> and then Jor-El's like, punch this bulkhead. And a, you would think on like a giant interstellar colonizer ship, they might have two bulkheads between a room no. that people are in and space. No. no. Nah. Um. No, I do like the idea of an escape wall. pod that only works if the ship that it's launched from is in perfect condition and there's no problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Jor- he, oh yeah, Clark is like, father. Uh... Yeah, he starts. He tries to have a conversation. He tries to start a conversation with the dad hologram. And the That's like, dad hey, your girlfriend's like, dying. Your girlfriend's going to be a turkey. Hole. Yeah, and then he says... Uh, you can say he her, asks Clark. if what Zod said about the Codex was true that that Jor-El really was here to like use humanity as a stepping stone to build up Kryptonian society again. And Jor-El's like, and Jor-El ah! is basically just like, "Well, son, I wanted you to grow up human on Earth so that you could be the bridge between our people and theirs." Which I mean, he's basically saying like that is that is some. Really, I wanted you to look them in the eyes when you yeah. Genocide. That is some real fucking. <laughs> that is some real fucking invincible shit. Like my, bad. your mother and I knew that if you saw Snapchat, you would be fine with just killing all. Yeah, of them. yeah. Just I'm, wait until TikTok. Also... Just wait until they turn. Son, they're going to turn themselves into theater kids. <laughs> when you see TikTok, you'll want them dead. Here's the thing. I don't understand Jor-El's plan because the whole thing he was like, we we lost our way, the artificial births, blah, blah, blah. It was a mistake. Natural births are the way to go. He anyway, one. here's the codex so that you can recreate the failed system he on doesn't Earth. Even, like, he doesn't even mm-hmm. kidnap another baby, which would have been understandable. Like, he, the, there's just one. There's one Kryptonian. And I, mean, I guess not hopefully that one... he can have a baby with Lois. Oh, yeah, I guess. But how could he know that? Anyway... Um, so, so Lois is in her funny oven, uh, becoming a cooked turkey as she- It's the most fucked up escape pod I've ever seen. Yeah. It's not an escape it's not... pod. It's an I'm ready to die it's, Yeah, no, it's pod. not an escape it pod. Also... It's a metal, it's a metal prison. <laughs> it also looks super goofy because- It's a little egg. They, like, clearly just, like, filmed a close-up of, like, Lois through the window of the escape pod, just like, ah! 
It looked like and something then, like, out of CGI'd, fucking Spy Kids. Yeah, CGI'd some some fire on it and but CGI'd like, but, some so by the t- And like can. rotated the, time, the shot really fast. By the time that Clark yeah. is like going to save her, the escape pod is well on fire and like has a hole in it. How is she not? She should be brown. Yeah, she should be like she should be like she was in 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 his in his vision in that vision. <laughs> <laughs> Just a real so, crispy crispy critter. So Clark uh, is like slowing down the escape pod as much as, he, as much as he can. He punches it open and grabs her out one, once they're like in the atmosphere, of course. Uh, and then. He has to, like, do a quick roll to put himself between the escape pod and her. Because, mm-hmm. like any good escape pod, this thing fucking explodes on impact. Yeah. It does not have landing gear. Very bad escape pod. <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. bomb. <laughs> They're like, okay, Drill, we're gonna assume She just that- did the, whatever that fucking movie is where someone, like, rides a bomb down uh, to the that's, ground. That like, is yeehaw. Doctor Strange Love and How I Learned to Stop Caring and, or, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, Doctor Strange Love. Little- Little did Lois know she was Doctor Strange loving her way back down to Earth. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute, this isn't an escape pod. Jorel, you lied to me. And he's like, just Jor-El like waving desi- and laughing. So as she uh, falls. Val, you said that Jorel designing the escape pod was like, okay, so the escape pod's usually for like when you have to like duck out real quick and like buy something at the store and then come back, right? Okay, so <laughs> we'll make it so that you it only works if this ship is doing really well. And then like a lot of those stores have like hammocks outside of them, so like we can just kind of it'll just kind of get caught yeah like it'll, it'll come like just in case trampoline. you need to do any war when you land we'll cover it with bombs <laughs> so martha he gives her a hug wow martha walks out of oh uh, i do want to mention that he that superman does do a christ pose when he's uh, exiting the the spaceship he did a christ there oh martha yeah walks well, he, out because he does the cool fall backwards yeah. out of into the pool thing but it's space Martha walks out of the farmhouse and she sees one of the little ships landing on her lawn. Uh, we'll see. She we'll sees get more a Zod pod. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the last, the last scene that we're talking about here is Clark floats down with Lois into a cornfield. Of course, he, he says, "You'll he be floats, safe here." He's holding her in a hug because obviously they do a little twist. But he's they're also rotating around slowly as they lower. It's like weirdly romantic. He's like he's too used to being a wine bottle opener. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best he's way. Do the corkscrew. I love that Archie she's like. Right. She's like Clark. I'm sorry. I didn't want to tell them anything, but they looked inside my mind somehow. And he's like, Yeah, same. Somehow. Wait, I don't know. Moving fuck? on. Good thing they didn't put that yeah, on the screen. When did that happen? Yeah, that literally didn't happen in the movie. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So then they look like they're about to kiss for some reason, but then Henry he hears, Cavill makes the most benevolent looking face in the entire world. <laughs> He's I such a benevolent boy. He just is like, I'm a good boy. Licks and Lois is like looking at him like, are we going to fuck now? And then he <laughs> he gets like golden retriever saw a ball face where he's like, huh, and then like, yeah, of course, the reason that he's actually flying away is because he hears a police car driving over with his super hearing. The police car gets here and Lois is like, hi. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then uh, everything is about to fucking pop off. I thought he so... flew away because he heard the ship descending. The I thought he flew away because he saw the car. Um, I thought, I he, thought flew he flew away because he got a boner. So uh, so as we do every I thought week, he flew away uh, we're, we're going to ask a uh, really important question. Uh, fuck, Mary. Well, I thought he flew. Fuck, Mary, kill. Um, General Zod. 
Calvin Swanwick and uh, Green Man. Who is Green Man? The, the Glenn Greenman? Glenn, Green, Glenn Greenwallow. Oh man, well, that's okay, tough that... because I want to kill him, but I feel like I would be wrong not to kill Zod. <laughs> but maybe considering if you marry what Zod, we know he's can, going to do, maybe if you marry Zod, that you can like I can change, change him. him. Yeah, maybe you can mm-hmm. fix him. Um, <laughs> my my verdict for Calvin Swanwick depends on whether or not he ends up being Martian Manhunter. Uh, he's Calvin Swanwick for right obvious now. reasons. Oh, then marry okay yeah I, i'll marry calvin <laughs> swanwick i'll fuck glenn woodburn and i'll kill Zon. yeah that's a that's a pretty safe answer okay but really uh sam what are you happy for dinner uh i haven't decided yet decide now do we I, think that next episode so this is what i'm what we what i think needs to happen in the last bit of this movie that i don't think is going to happen uh-huh. before he fights zod does he get a job no, he has to, he has to, he and Lois have to get to third base. Not only working together, but also living together. I think that before no, he fights Zod? I think that happens. Yes. I think that happens either in an epilogue or is just where they are in the beginning of the next movie. I, it's a big I will time say, skip, though, because the beginning of BBS is the end of this yeah, movie. It's a several year time skip. I will tell you right now. Wait, because but, 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 it's a tever- several year time skip at the very beginning of BBS. Yes, it's a time I skip. There's, li- a, there's a there's a significant time skip between when in the past. I can answer this question. Shut up, Sam. I know the answer. I don't want to know because I, in order I to decide if it's a good point to stop or not, I have to watch a little bit ahead. Okay. I can just tell you right now, mm-hmm. we're going to press play, and like thirty seconds later, the fight is going to begin. <laughs> That's why I stopped here. Yeah. So then, but so then the fight happens, and then the end of the movie happens, and then Batman v Superman happens, and like half half an hour into that movie, Henry Cavill's yes, climbing so, into Lois's um, so Val, bathtub with his shoes Val, on. There's a significant time jump between when Batman is watching Metropolis be 9/11, and when that movie kind of starts proper. Like, that I'm is, confused though. Are you saying that you don't think that they're sufficiently in love because they are? They are. They love each other. They're already. <sighs> they're already deeply in love. Couldn't you tell? <sighs> All right. Well. Um, no, my jealousy was blinding me. <laughs> we are uh, hosted on a little network called Noise Space. Dot Xvisid. Um. And we got some Kyle XY on there. We got some night. We got some That's my podcast with my brother Jordan about Kyle XY. We got the Sonic Shuffle. We got fear baiting. We've got Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. Oh yeah, that's a new one. Coming up in just under two weeks, we got a new episode of LMNOP coming Ooh, back from the hiatus, baby. We, oh yes. We got, the, we got Pod of Greed. We got Wow Cool Robot. We've got Pod Cabbages. My Pod Cabbages. Not pod cabbages. They're mine. <laughs> uh, it, it's not going to be for almost a year, but you can listen to And Also With You, which currently has two episodes out. <laughs> well, you can catch up really well. We've got Wild really Cool Robot. They're doing G-Gun, though. Did we... I don't remember when... Uh, I'm trying to think of the timeline of podcast episodes. We might have already shouted We've out. We've got a video game, the movie, the, the podcast. We might have already shouted it out, but you were on Nightmare and Era talking I about was. part two of uh, we, did, we did, we did, we did shout that out last time. 
Okay. I good. listened to that in between recordings, and it was good. It, it was a good There's episode. Twink's Awakening. There's Tuning Fork. There's Podcast is Forbidden in the Cloud. There's Tamarocho Radio. What the fuck more do you want? Oh, my God. Calm down. Okay, I'm going to bed now. So there's this website called Twitter.com. Oh, shit, right. Ugh. And we all have profiles on yeah. there, you could say. I'm Val Flightcub. You can find me on Twitter at FlightcubB. The second B stands for benevolent face. <laughs> yeah, I'm Gigalithic. You can find me on there at Gigalithic. You can find the R.I. Din game called Paradise Killers. Sam put the soundtrack in right here. Uh, the whole thing? Yes. And, uh, yeah. You can hear you on Ted's Caving Pitch. Yeah, you can hear me on Ted's Caving Pitch. Just go to Angel Fire and find it. I was just thinking about uh, Paradise Killer, specifically the scene where I'm not going to spoil anything, but you go into like a big tomb and you meet a very important character. Love that. that scene's fucking. It's cool. I, that, that is my favorite character that I illustrated for that game. Oh, so good. Um, Love that part. Uh, I'm I'm Sam. You can find me on Twitter at Posy Stress. Uh, I'm also I'm I'm currently on Twitch.tv slash Positive Stress. I am st- I am streaming. Psychonauts mm. 2, which fucking rules. I'm gonna be, it's so good. I'm going to be playing that this evening. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and I, I've been I've been streaming that on Wednesdays and Thursday nights. Well, shout so out to Xbox Game Pass. Um, I actually I actually funded it on Fig. Oh yeah, so I think I, I did a, too. I, got a download I think code. I did too, but I didn't claim my backer reward. But it's on Game Pass, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, that game's really good, and uh, check out my streams of it. It's it's very fun. Yeah, Sam's yeah. a great streamer, and I harass <gasps> him uh, semi regularly. True. All I've seen from your streams is the one clip where you said he didn't get to see my sweet monkey hole. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, sweet monkey hole. Sweet. Yeah, that and was that enough- was from me playing the monkey game of humankind. What? Humankind. The... I don't think that's called Humankind. I think Humankind. Ancestors, is... the Humankind Odyssey. Okay, yeah, because four. There's a new four X game called Humankind that's really good. I have been playing a lot. Oh, of Oh, it's so good, Sam. It's. It, I don't. I'm bad at four X games, but I do like. It humankind. addresses a lot of the problems that I have with Civ Six and Civ as like in general, and how it is kind of a poor simulation of how cultures develop over time and kind of... It's not like... Because it's, it's not meant to be simulations, but it, this one closer resembles how cultures develop over time in a way mm-hmm. that I really appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. Humankind is good. Psychonauts 2 is good. Twitch.tv slash positive stress. Go! Okay, now it's... Thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. And like we say at the end of every episode... Um, don't get squashed. Reinflate your grapes. Uh, reinflate your grapes. Absence only for cars. Motorboat Superman's pecs. Yeah. <laughs> Banana hand mix. <laughs> okay. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.